0: The Zimmer News Network on 93.3 at a.m. 560 KWTO.
1: I don't want to hear or see the Republican Party.
2: It is terrifying. The hypocrisy is just running rampant. Because Tonight, is gas rationing the answer?
1: Yep, Wells Fargo. Do you know, do you know what environmental racism
3: is? unfortunate. they what we're
4: They were wrong, and Donald Trump was right. Well, I think your listeners are some of the smartest listeners in America because they have the information that comes across your radio weight. All right, all right, all right. Well, how many lives per sentence do you say? Do you have a quota? Uh, are you a death-on-demand kind of guy, Dave? Can you, can you answer my question? Yeah, how many lives
0: per sentence? Ooh, scary. This is Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Donald Lou and producer Cass Bowen on 93.3 and AM
3: 560 KWTO.
4: Yes, good morning this morning. There sure is magic at your fingers. Good morning this morning. It is Monday. Back from the weekend that was ready for the work week ahead. It's Monday, June 26, 2023, 536 in the a.m. Here at 93.3 a.m. 560 KWTO. I'm Tim Jones, former speaker of your Missouri house, joined by Cass Bowen, our executive producer extraordinaire. Cass Bowen Anderson, our executive producer extraordinaire. And Don Luzader, our news director. We've got a lot to get to this morning. If you missed the weekend, like if you were out like doing normal human things, boy, did you miss a lot in the world of politics, public policy, and international intrigue. Yeah, we had a PSYOP over in Russia. (laughs) I'll talk about that later in the morning. RFK Jr. bench pressing and doing push-ups and doing a workout video over the weekend. (laughs) That was entertaining. I'll tell you what, though. The dude looks pretty good for almost 70 years old. Uh, he would be no match for uh senile old Joe Biden if they were going to like, maybe they were going to like arm wrestle it out, you know, like in that old movie, Over the Top with St- Sylvester Stallone. Uh, lots to report to in the sports world and so much more. We'll have Tim's Top 3, Part 1, 2, and 3 at 6.05, 7.05, and 8.05. At 6.35, a new friend of mine, new friend of the show, a fellow by the name of Kurt O'Keefe. I met him uh, courtesy of the Michigan Center Right meeting. So I host the uh, I host the Missouri Center Right meeting. Don't be fooled by the name. We're pretty much uh we're right of right, but we uh we say center right to be nice. We like to be inclusive. We want to include anybody who's on the who's on the right side of the center point of the political spectrum. So it's a uh, one of the many projects I do. This one's for Americans for Tax Reform. Kurt attends the Michigan meeting that a good friend of mine, uh, David Gunther, uh, Gunther, it's good German. Uh, runs for the Mackinac Center. The Mackinac Center is like the Show Me Institute of Michigan. They're really a great think tank. Anyway, Kurt um reached out to me a few weeks ago. I was on there. I joined the Michigan meeting courtesy of a a, a Zoom a, a Zoom meeting. And uh, Kurt reached out to me when I after I mentioned that I do some radio in Missouri. And he said, "Hey, I'd love to come on your show and talk about the the solution that he's come up with for the." student loan crisis well how appropriate i i i uh i had kurt's i had kurt's uh uh introduction in my email box for a while and then i realized this is the final week for supreme court decisions they're gonna they're gonna drop like 14 decisions this week including the one regarding joe biden's in my opinion unconstitutional student loan student loan bailout that was just basically buying votes in the 2020 election folks that's all that was about so kurt is does a lot of things in Michigan. He's the 6th circuit leader for the National Association of the Consumer Bankruptcy Attorneys. He also runs the Michigan Convention of States. He's a brilliant fella and he has he'll talk to us about the whole student loan bailout problem and what he believes is the solution to it because folks, I'm I'll bet you Kurt will agree with me on this. We're pretty sure that the uh, Supreme Court is going to rule this thing unconstitutional. It was simply an election ploy. That's really all it was. The Biden administration wasn't serious about it. Uh, in the beginning either. Virginia Kruda of the Daily Wire will join us at seven We're going to talk to Virginia about that PSYOP that I mentioned. So let me get this straight. In the course of about 24 hours, the leader of the uh, Russia mercenary paramilitary group, the Wagner group, goes from uh, marching on Moscow to dethrone Putin, to suddenly now heading over to Belarus to be in exile or something? And did I mention that he's $6 billion richer, courtesy of the Ukrainian government? Yeah, we'll unpack all of that with Virginia Kruda. You know, the media is only scratching the surface of what I believe happened there. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, if, if you watch the news at all on Saturday morning, basically what I told you in a nutshell actually happened. And it'll be quickly off the headlines. Trust me, uh, as the war between Russia and Ukraine wages on and we participate in that proxy fight because, you know, military industrial complex. Missouri State Senator Bob Onder, one year post Dobbs. Yeah, that that um, that um, that uh, milestone was re- It's hard. It's hard to call it like a. I don't want to. Yeah, I guess I guess it is kind of a happy anniversary, right? Because the Dobbs decision undid Roe. So, the, yeah, that's I think it's appropriate to honor that in that way. Missouri State Senator Bob Ander, who's at the, been at the forefront of fighting the pro-life battle for more than most of us have been alive, uh, is going to join us at 8.15 to talk about the importance of that one-year anniversary and the responsibility that we all have as people who respect and appreciate life, unlike the lunatic left, as to what we do moving forward. The Morning Dump will, of course, follow all of that at 8.45. Whew! Lots of stuff to get to this morning. Let's say hello to the gang uh, in the studio as well. Cass, how are you doing this morning? Hope your weekend was wonderful and fantastic.
1: It was wonderful. I came out of the weekend sunburnt, but I'm better for it.
4: Oh, very good. Well, how are you? Why were you sunburnt? What were you doing?
1: Because I spent my Saturday relaxing in the pool, as one should on their weekend.
4: <laughs> the life of leisure, courtesy of. Caspo and Anderson. It's few
1: That's and right. far between these days, but I'll take it when I get it.
4: <laughs> so I had a, uh, I had a uh, fun experience over the weekend regarding something that occurred across the pond. I had forgotten that, of course, my cousin Sarah, who is currently living in the UK, would have been at that Cubs Cardinals series in London. And uh, Sunday morning, yep, I got a photograph from my aunt. My two of my two of my Florida cousins were at the Cardinals game in the UK. Don, the Cardinals uh, over there in uh, one of the big stadiums in London. Oh, did they play at Wembley, Don, or where were they? They played at London Stadium. Okay, very good. And they split the series with the Cubs. Well, that was interesting.
5: Well, and uh, it was not looking good early. By the way, they played at nine o'clock our time yesterday morning. So it was literally breakfast with uh, Cardinal baseball yesterday. They gave up four runs in the first inning, and you're like, here we go again. But you know what? They came back, and they won that game 7-5 to five to split the series. Still in last place, uh, they are eight-and-a-half games behind the first-place Reds, who had their 12-game winning streak come
4: to an end with a couple of losses to the Braves on Saturday and Sunday. So why are we playing baseball in the U.K., Don? Is it just for fun? Is it to expand the the sport? Is it just... Uh, yeah, you know, ratings. Uh, why are we Why are we doing this?
5: A little bit of everything, I think. There, it's uh, an initiative in Major League Baseball. They actually played uh, the Yankees and Red Sox played there, I think, pre-COVID a few years ago, and they had intended to play more games there in these past few past years. But then COVID, I think, for a couple of years, kind of shut that down. So uh, it's just an ongoing initiative by Major League Baseball to bring the game. You know they played some games in Australia a few years ago, and mm. uh, now London, and I think that they're uh, playing some in France. I think maybe next year. So they're just trying to bring Major
4: League Baseball to a world stage. Gotcha, very good indeed. Yeah, the Cardinals had a uh, they have they have these glimmers of hope that occur. They had a, a four game winning streak uh, a week or so ago, and that was snapped by a two game. Losing streak, and then they won against the Cubs. They're back home. Beginning, uh, they're gonna they're gonna fly back from across the pond. Likely to, I would imagine they, they came back home either last night or this morning. Uh probably last night. They probably got on the flight last night so they could be in because they 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 start a four game five you no know, more than that. Uh, they're back here for a home stand. Uh, three games with the Astros, and then that Yankees series begins at the end of this week because we're heading into. The Independence Day weekend? Can you believe that, folks? Yeah, this is the last week of June, and it's not even a full one. So I'm going to be going to the game on uh, taking the family to the game on a Thursday evening. Oh, very good. We won some. uh, We quote won some tickets at an auction last year. Really great seats, and luckily it comes with some uh, with an air conditioning with an air conditioned aspect to it as well as well as seats outside. So, being that it's been quite hot time summer in the city, we're looking forward to that and. Yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. I don't know if we're gonna go any games past this or not. It'll depend. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you've always wanted to go to a Cardinals game and you were you weren't sure about the cost and all that, you could probably get some really good deals right now uh, for all of you all in Cardinals Nation. So. Plenty of good seats available. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, clicking over to July. Yes, they have that. Uh, they have uh, a home stand with the Astros. Three games beginning Tuesday and then three games over the weekend. That Yankees series will likely be uh, will likely be very popular just because uh, the Yankees, you know, also Yankees, the most winningest team in baseball. And currently the Cardinals are the second most winningest team in baseball. I know right. folks knew that, but there's a huge gap between the Yankees and everybody else. They just they tore it up in what? What Don was the 50s yeah. that the fifties and sixties? They won like ten World Series in a row. Yeah,
5: especially the nineteen
4: fifties. Uh, they won almost every year. It seems like <laughs> yeah, really amazing, uh, really pleasant, really pleasant waking up this morning here in Springfield. Sixty four degrees, sixty four degrees in Springfield, and it. Uh, it I think it's going to be. It was really a, as they as they say on the East Coast, it was a scorcher over the weekend, but it is going to be. I think a little cooler. This week, And by a little cooler, I mean, you know, maybe 80s instead of 90s. Although I think we're going to have some 90s uh, after maybe a little respite today. I think it's going to heat right back up again. What we really need is some freaking rain. And so we'll get all the details on that from Jeff from AccuWeather just after our 615 break. So around 620 in the a.m. Well, as you can tell, folks, we have a ton to get to this morning, so let's get rocking and rolling. Uh, Cass, who do we have for our national anthem this We morning? have
1: Miss Jasmine Sullivan.
4: Mm, Jasmine Sullivan. Excellent. Oh, and I forgot, uh, our uh, one of our favorite associate producers, Congressman Billy Long, back in the saddle. He was sending us a ton of information over the weekend. He was at the Dr. Ralph Reed. Dr. Ralph Reed, man, still chugging along there. Dr. Ralph Reed's Faith and Freedom Coalition event. That is a huge event. Just to just to explain to you how important that event was, Billy told us this morning that every single declared Republican presidential candidate was there and they spoke at the event. Wow. Not not many events can say that. So every single declared Republican uh, Republican contender was there. And the congressman got some great photos with President Donald J. Trump. So he had a fantastic weekend up in the swamp in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Billy, very much for all that intel. All right. uh, Jasmine Reed, is that what you said, Cass? Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan. Very good. All right. Let's begin this morning as we begin every morning here in the land of the free because of the brave at 93.3 AM 560 KWTO with our national anthem.
3: Oh, say. Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rockets, the rocket, the bumper. spangled B-
6: into our
0: communities. 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House, Tim Jones, News Director, Don Luzader, and Producer, Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO.
2: double I quick-stop, midnight, tea top jack in jack-in-a-cherry-coat town. Mama and daddy put the roots right here. This is where the car broke down. Yeah.
4: Yeah. In case you couldn't quite make that out. Um, yeah, that was uh, one of the audios from one of the many pride events. Oh, we're so proud. We're so proud of the fact, apparently, that according to the chant, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Yeah, I think we all know that at this point, right? I mean, I think that, I think that's pretty obvious. And these pride events, folks, in case you think that this is all just, oh, this is all just good, clean family fun Uh, go on the internet. Don't do this at work uh, or in front of your children, but look at some of the photos and some of the videos from some of the Pride events. Many of these individuals, first of all, none of these people, none of these people uh, are ones that you want to see without their clothes on, but they all had their clothes. They basically were running, they were driving around on bikes and scooters completely buck naked with everything just hanging out in the sunshine and it was really disgusting because you know i'm not i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to be um i'm not trying to be a uh uh what am i what is what's the word here i'm not trying to be a provocateur right but these are not people you want to see without their clothes <laughs> so you know maybe there's some people you do but these are not the ones i can tell you it was disgusting Cass how do you find this stuff i mean Cass, like, knows how to scour the dark web. But I don't even think, Cass, you had to try that hard, right? Because this stuff was everywhere all over the weekend.
1: No, this is pretty viral from this last drag march in NYC. Because they have been denying this the whole time. We're not coming for your kids.
4: Right. We're we're, we're, We're not promoting sex in the streets. Well, they pretty much were, weren't they?
1: I mean... The drag march in New York City, it doesn't really get much bigger than that when it comes to pride parades. And they were literally chanting, we are here, we are queer, and we're coming for your children. And by the way, if you watch the video from which this audio comes, there are just like topless people. They all look bizarre. They all look like they came straight out of the Hunger Games capital city.
7: Mm -hmm. There's
1: nothing sane about this. And I don't think we call that out enough about how just common sense would say, look at this. It's not, it's not, it does not pass the smell test, but everybody's just ignoring the fact that they all look like they're deranged. Like there's this woman that's chanting that and she's bouncing around with her bare breasts and like little pasties on like, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Ah, Like they look like they're deranged.
4: Yeah, like they came out of some kind of really bad B movie uh, horror flick, right? Yeah. In Seattle, the one the one I saw in Seattle, and I can't remember where, how I came across this. They not only cast were they topless, but in Seattle they were bottomless
1: on like, bikes, and there on bikes that you can't deny this, right? It's
4: disgusting. There That's are gross. videos. It's not very hygienic. No. What about COVID?
1: You literally can't deny a video in front of your eyes that has no indication of it being AI at all, right? So there is these these queer men on bikes, completely nude. I mean, completely down to everything is hanging out. And there are children, like, you know how in a parade you have the floats that come down? Well, they were like a parade float, essentially. And the kids were lining the sides of the street with their parents Shaking hands with these fully nude men. You cannot convince me that this is okay.
4: Are we in the end times? I mean, are we in the end times? I mean, is this, is this, is this this. like, is this like Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. I mean, it's really, I mean, folks, this is, this is the fall. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the fall of the Roman Empire. This is, this is everything. This, this is the problem. This is what happens. This is what happens when a society gets way way too fat and happy and if you look at some of these uh if you look at some of these lgbtq xyz one two three plus plus pluses they're really fat and happy <laughs> i don't know if they're happy they're definitely fat uh all right we got to get to a break here it is it is 557 i'm sorry if you're just waking <laughs> up you probably just blew up your cheerios all over the kitchen table uh it is 557 in the a.m tim's top three part one coming up next along with the all-important Act weather update Lots more straight ahead here at 93.3 AM 560 KW2. Happy Monday, y'all. Ready to rock and roll.
8: Hi, this is Brad Pistole, a Certified Financial Fiduciary and a Retirement Income Certified Professional through the American College of Financial Services, and I'm the weekly host of Safe Money Radio. Join us right here on KWTO every Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 9 a.m. as we talk about the current financial topics that will affect your ability to enjoy the retirement of your dreams. I will show you how to alleviate the number one fear of all retirees, which is running out of money before running out of life. My clients never have to worry about running out of income. They have learned how to turn their 401Ks and IRAs into contractually guaranteed pensions that will last the rest of their lives. When it comes to your retirement, make sure you're getting your advice from a qualified professional. Make sure they are a retirement income certified professional. Join us each week for Safe Money Radio or tune into our podcast. Analysis
0: Opinion. This is a crisis. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO.
9: It's time for Team's Top Three. Ha ha,
3: Tiny Timmy!
9: Away!
4: One! Well, it didn't take long for Congressman Billy Long to get back into the swamp. He was up at the Ralph Reed Freedom and, let me get this right here, the Faith and Freedom Coalition event. Yes, I knew what that was. That's a huge event, folks. It's an an annual event, but in and around the election years, it is extremely popular. In fact, so popular, every single declared Republican presidential candidate was at the event. Congressman Billy Long gave us the name of a contact from one of the ladies who was there who did all of the uh, emceeing. We have to get her on later in the week. Talk about how the event went, who in her mind had the best message, yes, the faith and freedom folks are going to be very important in determining who is going to be the eventual winner of the Republican primary contest, which, if you didn't notice, it's already begun, and I've got lots of polling for you to bring you up to speed. How about, first of all, though, we do number two. Well, in a very bizarre, I mean, what are what, what some are saying, a very interesting PSYOP, like psycho, psychological operation, over the weekend in the space of like i don't know 24 36 hours we had this situation where the leader of the the mercenary leader of the um, the Wagner group the famous or infamous we probably should say the infamous group that is um they're basically all paid mercenaries but they generally fight for putin and the russians they had some strange turn of events where he started marching his troops onto Moscow. And, of course, all of the uh, all of the military industrial complex uh, folks over at CNN and MSDNC were so excited. Oh, oh we're finally going to take out Putin. Oh, oh, good. We can spend more American blood and treasure and, and, and bodies. This will be wonderful. Well, it quickly dissipated over the weekend. We learned, though, that this uh, Wagner Group leader got $6 billion from Zelensky. What? What is he? is he handing out six billion dollars you know where that came from yeah the good old united states of america and then he turned his troops around and went to belarus what's really going on here we'll continue to unpack that story throughout the morning as well and number three got a fun one for you here this morning that Cass can definitely comment on big taylor swift news i feel silly every time i say that is any swift is any taylor swift news big news not in really my book but Taylor Swift reportedly rejected Meghan Markle's... Yeah, you know, the Princess of England who's not anymore? Taylor Swift reportedly rejected Meghan Markle's personal invitation to come on her now-canceled Archetypes podcast. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle allegedly underwhelmed both Netflix and Spotify with their lack of productivity, but they didn't mind taking the millions of dollars... As they, uh, as they laughed all the way to the bank. And that's Tim's Top 3, Part 1. Two more to come here on a Monday, June 26,
10: 2023, 6.10 a.m. in the Heartland. I owe Silver!
4: Away! Don't ever do that again. Sorry. How about that, cast? Taylor Swift rejecting Meghan Markle. Is that, is that because Meghan Markle's a fake princess? Yes. And a, and a B-lister Hollywood celebrity?
1: Yes. I'm proud trying of, to
4: pretend that
1: I'm proud of my gal to, Taylor.
10: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so <clears throat> folks, just so you know, that this is like a major story. It's one of the, it's one of the top headline stories on Fox news this morning. I think it's hilarious. Did Taylor Swift think Meghan Markle was in trouble or was trouble? Did she know all too well about the familiar friction between the British Royal family and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex? <laughs> was she not ready for an appearance on Markle's, Archetype podcast. The world may never know. Yeah, you know I think this whole article about that that you just cheek. read yeah.
1: is yes. all three of those statements you just said from that article are all references to her like top hits to her songs.
4: Oh, is that the play on words? Yes. Okay. See, yes. I don't know that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, so the whole article obviously, therefore, is very tongue in cheek and sort of poking fun at the whole situation. I think Meghan Markle is uncomfortable in her own skin. She is not happy with anything in her life. Like, like she was, she was a, uh, she, I think she wanted to be a very famous actress, right? Right. Actor. Is it actor or actress? I, I can't keep up. I'm trying to be politically correct Are
1: here. you assuming <sighs> Meghan Markle's gender right now?
4: I, I guess I am. That's I guess I am. Is it is, it? is it? <laughs> is it ra- is, oh, I just thought of something else racist I may have just said and not realized it. Oh, no. Is it okay in today's world? What are you doing? <laughs> you want me to say it first? I'll racist, say it first. Racist, okay. racist, racist. <laughs> no. Oh, darn it. Now, hold on a second. is it? Is <laughs> it? Is it racist to say, okay, so Megan Markle, I've forgotten, is she a person of color or or not really? She's I mean, is she a person her. of color? Okay, so she's so she's a, we have to we have to therefore in today's world refer to her. Is that the proper word? I can't keep up with that either. See, the left changes language on you all the time so you can always be in trouble. See see what they do there? So, Megan Markle, let's presume, let's presume for the sake of argument she's a person of color. Is it racist of me to say, is, is it racist of me to question whether or not then she is, quote, and this is just a this is just a term, this is just a term of words, right, that everybody uses and has used for the millennium. Is she comfortable in her own skin? Is it racist of me to say that?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. probably.
4: Probably is. We should probably err on the side of it's racist.
6: Racist, racist, <laughs> racist.
4: So <clears throat> I think that Meghan Markle. Has always been um, uh, wanting more, right? But look but look at what she has. She has more than most humans will ever have on the planet. So she wasn't happy that she, you know, she used to be like a game show girl. Like she was on like some game show where she deal like. Deal or
1: no deal. Deal or no deal. She was, deal a, no deal. She was a, the, one of the suitcase ladies.
4: <laughs> okay, so she brought the suitcase. So I think she was upset that she never got discovered and never got to walk the stage at the Academy Awards and receive an Oscar, right? The only thing she ever received was a suitcase (laughs) on a game show. So I think that ups her. But hey, more than most people, she got to be on TV. She got to be, I'm not making fun of that career. I'm making fun of the fact that Meghan Markle didn't think it was good enough for her, right? I feel like she's always been a, I feel like she's one of the most, the biggest snobs on the planet, right? So then, so then she meets a prince, she literally meets a prince, but of course, once again, you know, as per her habit, he's not the prince. He is well, not even the one that sang, sang the great tunes. Uh, He is the second in line, right? So she's always I feel I feel that she always thinks that she's number two and she wants to be number one. The problem is her number twos are better than most of us, myself included are ever going to experience in our lifetimes, right? She got to be on television. She was an actor. She got to meet a prince. She got to marry the prince. But because she wanted to then make the prince follow her worldview, well, that wasn't going to work out for her anymore. So she basically made the prince basically give up everything he had reject all of his royal titles and most of the trappings of that office. And then they decided they were going to move to California and they were going to be world famous content creators. Well, you know what? Here's something where I am better than Megan Markle because <laughs> my, my radio broadcast career has lasted about seven times longer than she has. I've been doing radio now for over 12 years. I do it here, of course. And then in St. Louis and you know, the radio career goes on hers, hers, her, Here's the difference, though. I've never been paid as much as she has. They got millions of dollars to do nothing, right? All of their stuff is being canceled because they didn't produce. They are famous, and maybe this is what really bugs her. They're famous for just being famous, right, for being interesting because in generally, royals should be interesting people, but they can't even pull that off. They're not even interesting. They just have titles, and she married into it. And I think she's a self-loather. I think she hates it. She is not comfortable with her lot in life. And I don't know what she wants. She probably doesn't know what she wants. But it's great to see that they got rejected by Taylor Swift. That's the headline for the morning. All right, we'll get back to the major headlines of the day. Internationally, nationally, regionally, and local. First, though, we got to take a quick break here. Don Luzader's got all the traffic you need to know. And then we'll speak with Jeff from AccuWeather. Hot time, summer in the city. Looks like the summer heat is going to continue and possibly even ramp up even higher as we enter, as we leave June behind this week and enter the ever hot month of July here in the heartland. All that straight ahead at 93.3 and 560. KWTO.
0: Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center.
5: Overall looking good on the streets of Springfield this morning. No crashes to tell you about. I want to let you know the Division Street has now reopened to two-way traffic between National and Glenstone Avenues as construction on that Division Street uh, project begins to wrap up. Construction crews will remain in the area for the next few weeks. to finalize elements of the project, including sidewalk and roadway
0: markings. 3-3 three three and AM 560. Hey, that was the old regime. Who's going to go to jail for this? KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO.
3: is
5: no no we could use some no yeah we could use some (laughs) jeff from accuweather we could use some rain but it doesn't sound like we're going to get much this week what can we expect as we start off the work week
11: well we are going to be in for quite the heating trend and uh texas is willing to share some of the heat that they've been experiencing and give it to you
10: yay how nice
11: they
4: can keep it
11: yeah, I know they can send it back. <laughs> so today,
5: it's I guess, is going to be maybe one of the best days uh, if you're trying to avoid the heat, right?
11: Yeah, if you're, if you're in here, your, if you want to qu- quantitatively speak, you know, or actually, no, qualitatively speak for the forecast. Yes, today is going to be one of the better days ahead because it's going to be right around average, nice and sunny, blue skies. 88 degrees, then 62 tonight with a clear sky. So there is relief from the heat. Now, as we look beyond, there's multiple days of sunshine. There's only going to be a little bit of cloud cover Wednesday and Thursday. And even into Friday, we're still in the heat zone. So here we go. I'm going to take you through in detail. Okay. Tomorrow, blue skies again, 92. Uh, overnight low dipping down to 72, so not as much relief from the heat, and then it just up from there. Wednesday is 98 degrees as we're looking at sunshine, a couple of clouds, and uh, it is going to be windy that day, so we got uh, stronger winds, excuse me, out of the south-southwest, 10 to 20 could occasionally gust beyond that, so uh, the breeze is going to help, but only so much. Thursday and Friday finishes off in the hundreds, so it's a partly sunny sky both days. Uh, The good news is if we can take anything, the humidity is not going to be there as bad. So we can take the sticky air out, but we can't take the heat out. 103 is going to be the high on Thursday. And then we're at 100 on Friday. Wow. Wow.
5: So, yep. uh, so I, I'm seeing that this Thursday uh, our record high is 100 that was set back in that heat wave of 1952 that we Broken. had here in this area. That's going to go, and then 99s our record high on Friday. Broken. So send them on out of there. It looks like. Oh boy. So, well, uh, so, so, yeah. so, so not as humid as it could be.
11: Right. Exactly. And again, and like I said, if you can pull any kind of good news. That is it, <laughs> because let, let me be honest with you. I'm a Midwesterner up in Minnesota. If we had these temperatures, I'd be a hermit crab in the basement of my house.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you for sure. So as we head into the weekend, uh, any change in the weather pattern?
11: A tiny bit, yes. So we have a couple scenarios that paint uh, some rain showers and thunderstorms pushing through, and that's on Saturday after a cloudy start. And because of the setup, it is going to take our temps about 10 degrees lower uh, from Friday into Saturday. So we're back to 90 for the high. And then uh, back under high pressure. So it's going to be sunny and dry for Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, uh, with temperatures holding steady in the upper 80s, low 90s. So uh, the heat wave is brief, but, you know, it's there.
5: It's there, and we'll have to deal with it. Well, Jeff, we'll uh, check in with you each day as uh, and, and look for any changes, but it sounds like this forecast is uh, is pretty much a, a done deal, at least when it comes to the heat. And so we'll certainly talk as we go along this week, Jeff, about some of the precautions that people need to take. Uh, during well, I
11: summer. mean, the, the simple precaution is just, you know, make sure you're if you're going to be outdoors for a long period of time, uh, that you're, you know, getting hydrated and not just water, but replace the electrolytes too. Very
5: good. Not just water, and that doesn't mean I need to take my uh, diet coke and uh, drink it. That's probably not going to do much good, right?
11: That's actually going to dehydrate you faster because it, you know, diet coke has that sodium, and sodium can dehydrate you faster. Now, let me let me be honest. A diet coke and a burger? Oh, you got me. Yeah.
5: Just uh, indoors in the air conditioning, though. That would uh, be right. <laughs> preferred place with uh, with a classic you know milkshake there you go jeff thank you so much we'll talk to you again tomorrow all right take care guys all right have a good one all right jeff always putting things in perspective for us there tim
4: that's that's for (laughs) sure yeah folks uh be careful this week it's gonna today is going to be one of the cooler days of the week and it's going to be approaching 90 as well the rest of the week we're going to kind of be on a seesaw we're going to ramp up to uh possibly the century mark a little bit later in the week and then and then slightly cool back off back in the 80s. And we'll definitely keep an eye on precipitation because, boy, do we need some. All information on the weather at AccuWeather.com, AccuWeather.com, or at 93.3-KWTO, your one-stop shop for all your new sports and weather here in southwest Missouri. Well, this was an interesting piece I found this morning, <clears throat> and I think this really hits the bullseye <clears throat> more than anything else. You know, <clears throat> they talk about... Um, they talk about impeaching Biden or, you know, uh, look, OK, they talk about impeaching Biden. First of all, um I don't know that as much as I as much as I don't want Joe Biden to be president, um, impeachment, impeachment of him. It will highlight what a loser he is and what a failure he is. But he's not the real source of our angst right now, folks. Let's be honest. Joe Biden may have known what he was doing a few years ago, but I don't believe he hardly has a sense of what's going on around him anymore the real nefarious characters <clears throat> are in are in the cabal that is surrounding him and I think this next story points out who one of the worst offend one of the biggest villains in the White House I think you have a couple of villains there I think Mayorkas is at the top of the list but even above him because you know Mayorkas is just screwing up one thing right and the border is a big thing if you don't have a border You don't have a nation. So that's a big deal, right? That is one of the top line markers. However, when it comes to attacking fellow Americans, when it comes to weaponizing law enforcement, when it comes to attacking people for their thoughts, there's one guy and one guy only who's at the center of that. And I was really happy, therefore, to see this piece up at Newsmax this morning. Kevin McCarthy, quote, A.G. Garland impeachment, a possibility. Now, let's remember, folks, with any of these impeachments, they're going to crash into a brick wall in the Senate because because Republicans, uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell and Republicans in the Senate failed to win enough seats. In fact, they they lost a seat. Right. They lost. The seat. They're not going to be able to convict anyone. The, the, the impeachment would be the just it would the impeachment. The impeachment would be as powerful as the ones of Trump. They accomplished nothing. But. Did they accomplish something? Do they change? Do they change public opinion? Now, Donald Trump is the Teflon Don, so he always rebounds from this. But if they impeached Merrick Garland, I think that would send a clear message that Merrick Garland is the number one danger to the future of the, of the, of the, of the Republic. I really believe that. I'm not being Pollyannish. I'm not lighting my hair on fire here. And this article proves my point. Garland is the one, Merrick Garland, number one, he is, he, he so hates his lot in life, right? He's a self-loather. Okay, similar to uh, Princess What's-Her-Face, Meghan Markle, he wanted to be on the Supreme Court. And because Republicans blocked him from that during the final waning days of the Obama years, as they should have, that's one really good thing Mitch McConnell did do. You know, Mitch McConnell has been right on judges in the judiciary, and that's been about it. You know, I would I would give him credit for putting a lot of originalist, uh, uh, originalist judges not only on the Supreme Court, but on many other lower courts as well, and blocking Merrick Garland back in the day was 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 a huge was a huge one because look how bad Merrick Garland is. Merrick Garland now is weaponizing everything in America against fellow Americans, against those who want to continue this constitutional republic under the uh, under the auspices of freedom and liberty. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Sunday suggested the lower chamber might launch an impeachment inquiry into attorney general merrick garland after an irs whistleblower said he interfered with an investigation into president joe biden's son hunter biden ha! has all to do with uh, biden gate we need to get to the facts and that includes reconciling these clear disparities u.s attorney david weiss must provide answers to the house judiciary committee mccarthy tweeted All right, we'll get back to that and unpack that a little bit further. But yeah, I do believe that McCarthy is public enemy number one. Yep, even above Joe Biden because Joe Biden just needs his pudding pops, whereas Merrick Garland is destroying the country. All right, we're gonna get to a break here. When we come back, we're gonna talk to Kurt O'Keefe, who is an attorney. He is the Sixth Circuit Leader of the National Association of Consumer Bankruptcy Attorneys. And we have a Supreme Court case coming down that Kurt is gonna comment on with us and explain to us what is gonna happen possibly next. How can we really solve the student loan bailout crisis. Kurt O'Keefe will explain it to us right after Don's local news update here at 93.3 AM 560. KWTO.
0: 93.3 AM 560. KWTO News. KWTO
5: News time is 6.30. In Springfield, we have clear skies, 62 degrees, sunshine in the Ozarks today with a high of 88. Hot and humid conditions will really begin to settle into our area mid to late week. As you just heard from Jeff from AccuWeather, Uh, Temperatures will be starting an upward trend Tuesday with hot and humid conditions returning for the Wednesday through Friday time frame. There is some potential for some record temps to go down on Thursday and Friday. Thursday's record high in Springfield 100 set back in 1952. Friday's record 99 set back in 2012. Those are in jeopardy. Highs will reach the lower 100s later this week. and will be almost 15 degrees above normal for this time of the year. One person is dead in a shooting in Northwest Springfield. It happened Sunday evening. A man in his 20s died at the shooting in the home in the 900 block of North Glen Avenue. Police say several shots ended up being fired there at the scene. Police say there is no danger to the public at this time. There was a car that fled the scene, so still, authorities still searching for a suspect. And a man's behind bars in Lawrence County, after hitting a car and killing two people while being pursued by sheriff's deputies, Cooper say the 19-year-old has been arrested for driving while impaired, possession of a controlled substance, and careless and imprudent driving was in a pickup on... Analysis.
0: Opinion. This is a crisis. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, news director Don Luzader, and producer Cass and Anderson on 933
3: and AM 560, KWTO. This is a heist.
7: Just 20% of voters believe this country is headed in the right direction. 74% say the nation is on the wrong track. Let me tell you something about this moment. We have had this sustained period of 70% about a year now. Um, The last two periods in the history of this poll that we've had this kind of sustained negativity about the direction of the country was before the 92 election and before the 2008 election. Both of those changed the party controlling the White House.
4: Yeah, and it's interesting how, you know, you know if uh, if Republicans, if there was a Republican in the White House right now and a Republican Senate and there had just been a trifecta of Republicans, um, you know that Chuck Todd would have been making that next very logical leap and he would have blamed it all on the Republicans who've been in charge of the country for the last couple of years. But the Democrats have largely been in charge of the country for the last few years. So it's interesting that, that Chuck Todd and NBC – point out the the malaise that's going on in this country 70 percent I mean we can't get 70 percent of people to agree on much of the color of the sky much of anything else these days but here you have 70 percent of the nation unhappy with the nation and, of course, you should start by blaming the people at the top in Washington, D.C., because they're the ones that we fixate on the most, for right or for wrong. And they're the ones who affect our lives in big ways. Not every single day, but some. Of, but eventually some of the biggest changes that affect our lives come from the swamp. Welcome back to 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. It's Monday, June the 26th, 2023, 637 in the AM. We're going to speak to our next guest about one of those major problems. He is Kurt O'Keefe. He is an attorney in the great state of Michigan. He's also the Sixth Circuit Leader of the National Association of Consumer Bankruptcy Attorneys. Kurt, good morning to you. Welcome to KWTO. Good morning. What a
2: pleasure. Thank you for this opportunity to uh, start with some facts and some context. I will say the uh, recently retired chief judge of the Detroit Bankruptcy Court here basically called, and this was in a public forum, uh, seminar setting for bankruptcy lawyers that this, uh, this Biden 1020 plan was just a brazen election stunt. It's really yep. a joke as as far as addressing the issues. Uh, if you, uh, I know we're uh, 200. Of, there's 500 White House staffers, which is a record. 200 of them are el- would be eligible under the 125,000 per person, 250 per couple for this uh, wow. quote air quote relief. It's not relief. Now where I work in the bottom end of it, the student living in the parents' basement working at Howitz Depot who didn't get a degree, who owes forty or fifty or sixty thousand, that ten thousand is nothing. It's meaningless. It's an insurmountable wall of debt. Mm-hmm. Some context. There's a ten year stats limitations on collecting income tax. There's no stats limitations on government student loans. Your personal income tax is dischargeable if it's three years old, that's tax on your income. The bankruptcy discharge has these uh, numerous hoops to get through and you have to file a lawsuit in the bankruptcy court, it's possible but extremely difficult. And what are we dealing with? We're added $112 billion to this last year. 1.7 trillion of total student loans, 94% government loans, 44 million borrowers. It should be the biggest problem, but it isn't because of the various other issues. I go back to kind of the Dick Morris triangulation and one size does not fit all. We have the left, which wants free college, and this has been a backdoor way. It started under President Johnson. Everyone has a right to a college education, which is mm-hmm, of course mm-hmm. ridiculous. All that they've the two real effects of the ramping of student loans are the skyrocketing cost of the the degrees and diplomas, uh, the value hasn't gone up that much. Uh, the, uh, someone who does uh, accounting in his head, and when he went to law school in the late 70s, early 80s, it was 16% of median family income. He's married with a kid and working, but he could do it. 10 years ago, that was up to 58% of median family income. That law degree, my law degree, has not gone up 1%, percent 300% on the cost has. However, I believe, and this is the Department of Education swamp issue to get the real data, I believe most of the money is owed by people who owe one, two, three hundred, three hundred thousand is the average of debt, student loan debt, lawyers over a hundred, doctors higher. Those people can afford it. The people who are crushed by this, most of them are owing 50, 60, 80 because they didn't get a degree. They're lied to by the college. College has no skin in the game. So the one, two, three, solution. One is you restore the bankruptcy discharge to roughly what it was when I started practicing, which was seven years after the first repayment was due, not counting forbearance, and bankruptcies are means tested. Now, there's no perfect one-size-fits-everybody solution, but this would weed out what I believe that many of the borrowers could file, but most of the money uh, would still be uh, repaid and owed. Number two, you stop lending. Uh, the big picture in terms of just catching a few minutes, and I'm, I'm aware of more of your political background, is why are we funding the left to train our students to hate Western civilization, Judeo-Christian ethics in mm-hmm. America is Great wrong. question. We, conti- <laughs> we continue funding this. We have the levers of the money. We don't have to appropriate it. So step one, to restore the bankruptcy discharge, because step two is you get out of the business, and step three is you sell the portfolio. So now you're selling the portfolio. It can be priced adequately because that bankruptcy discharge provision is in. The reality is, in terms of factuals, let's talk about the facts. We, one side says, oh, free college and forgive everything, and that's wonderful, which, of course, cheats the people who chose to pay for college or the parents paid for it and the working people because now they're paying for the ones that didn't work. And uh, the other end of, oh, sacred contract, these are 17, 18, 19-year-olds. They've been lied to. The money's not coming back. The Department of Education, the GAO, had them look at 1996 to 2021. Every year, by law, the Department of Ed has to predict how much will be collected on the student loans. I don't think this will surprise you. The overall prediction of the Department of Education was plus $114 billion. The actual <laughs> result was negative $197 billion. Of course. I can get in the weeds on that. So saying that this, uh, it cost us this, it cost us that, and you have the degree, you make this much more money, ignores the people that, that get caught. Now, what they're doing in the lending with uh, anecdotes always make uh, a thesis uh, more accessible. Here's the people I talk to right now. She's working on her PhD. In 2008, she got out of college on private loans. By 2012, there were 12 judgments against her for over 100 grand for the private loans. What do, what do we taxpayers do? We finance a master's degree.
10: Mm-hmm. This money mm-hmm.
2: was never going to be repaid. Her co-signer for all these debts was her uncle, who was on Social Security Disability and remained that way to this date. This is a joke. It's actually a scholarship, except you don't call it a scholarship. She keeps taking classes to kick the can down the road because the government debts aren't due till six months after you stop taking classes. So she's taking more for the PhD. She's up over a quarter million of student loan debt and she just got her own social security disability. What you're doing here is you're crushing these people with debt. It's not a scholarship. It's not just that a private bank wouldn't have lent it. Nobody would have lent money to people. I had another client who was disabled, she had five different grounds for disability. She was disabled at the time, disabled, at the time she got every loan. She was never able to complete a semester. Why are you giving these people these false hopes and telling them these things? They should, many of them shouldn't be in college. They have a talent, a God-given ability to do something else if it's plumbing or electrical or many things that I have absolutely no aptitude myself. and. And there are many witnesses to that. Uh, it's just, its just. Uh, uh, this is my seventh year working on it. I'm getting into some congressional staff meetings and some other ways, but I'm, uh, I've got a couple uh, congressional members here. Uh, uh, Mc- McLean uh, from the uh, 8th District has a lot of bandwidth. She's on the Education Committee. She's aware of these issues. And the thing is, uh, most of the Congress people don't know that. I, I'm sure most of the okay. Congress... Yep, go ahead.
4: Yeah, Kurt. Talk forever. Kurt uh, I told you in the
2: email. No,
4: that's okay. that's okay. We only got a couple minutes left, but I, I wanted to kind of underscore where you started with this. The, the Biden student loan bailout, that was never meant to succeed from the beginning, right? That was, in, in my opinion, and I think a lot of, of my listeners' opinions from what I've heard, they, they now view that as nothing more than, than a vote-buying scheme. So do you have any doubt? Well, what do you think is going to happen this week with a Supreme Court decision that's likely going to come down?
2: Well, of course, the Supreme Court reading tea leaves is if you look at the law, it's very clear that the president, the executive branch, right, can't right. that, really forgive debt on loans by Congress. But on the other hand, they don't always go that way. Uh, you know where the left will go and, you know, Roberts is a squish. One of the things is the justification for this was, was the pandemic, which is gone. And this was part of this whole pandemic. We have to help them. And that's not coming mm-hmm. back. So that's mm-hmm. the big tsunami. You think 70 percent are in the wrong direction now? $1.6 trillion in student loans comes off forbearance in August, and there's no money for these, these people to make these payments for vast majority of them. So that's really going to tank the economy and then up those negative approval numbers. But this was nothing more. It was in October. They continued to punt the forbearance. Uh, it, it doesn't address anything. It doesn't solve anyone's problem. It's a gift to the now college-educated upper-class, upper-middle-class vote Democrat. It nails the blue-collar the working class people who have been voting Republican, they get to pay twice if they paid for their own or they chose to go to work. They now have to pay for people who have degrees in underwater basket weaving. There's five thousand janitors <laughs> in America with with master's degrees. It's a, it's it's absolutely insane. And I w- in a better world, it would stand out as the insanity. But it's just lower down. There's three or four things ahead of it now, as as you well know.
4: Mm-hmm. Kurt, Kurt, before we let you go, um, by the way, folks, we've been speaking to Kurt O'Keefe about the student loan crisis in the country and what we can really do to address it. Kurt, uh, we don't, do you want to d- direct our listeners to anywhere where they can go to get more information on this?
2: They can. 3partstudentsolution.com. 3 com, And it's either the digit three or you spell out T-H-R-E-E. Three-part student loan solution, uh, and uh, my contact info is there if anyone wants more uh, background. I'm uh, borderline obsessed with this issue, as you might have gathered.
4: <laughs> at least, at <laughs> least someone is putting serious thought into it because the folks in the White House sure haven't. Kurt, thanks so much. Fascinating discussion. Thanks for all your hard work on this. You're one of the great Americans who's actually proposing solutions to actual real problems that we have instead of just making stuff up along the way. Appreciate your time, well, you this made morning, my day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you thank made my you. Day, Thank you as well. Three part, stud, three part student loansolution.com. I'll get it out. Three part student loan This is how we can really solve this. Folks, this is a multi billion dollar crisis in our country. And as Kurt said, it lends to the disapproval rating that we started off the segment with, where 70% of Americans are not happy with the lot in life as to the current status of our republic all right let's get to a break when we come back we can take your phone calls on this subject or anything else 417-866-0933 417-866-0933 tim's top three part two virginia cruda on the weird coup that wasn't in russia 93.3 am 560 kwto
0: traffic from the kwto traffic center
5: Crash free at the moment in Springfield. No reports of any wrecks or major slowdowns out there. I want to let you know that you can expect lane closures and traffic delays on Highway 76 and Highway F down to McDonald County for resurfacing beginning this week. Uh, Highway 76 in Tiff City between the Missouri-Oklahoma state line and Highway 43 as well as Highway F between Lone Dove Road east to Missouri Route 59 in Anderson. That work taking place
0: 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. 93.3 and AM 560.
3: By the same silence, we are a part of the problem. KWTO. I, 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 I a
0: You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560
4: KWTO.
3: Sweet as candy.
4: Welcome back to 93 3 AM 560 KWTO. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Kurt O'Keefe. I tell you what, I know he gave a lot of information there. Long story short, there is a free market solution to the student loan crisis, and it does not involve Joe Biden and your taxpayer dollars being used for it. Three part student if you want to check it out. It's a real pleasure having Kurt on this morning. We'll have him back. Maybe we'll have him back after the Supreme Court issues that decision because look the whole thing was designed the whole thing folks well it wasn't designed I shouldn't say designed to fail the subject matter Joe Biden had no intention of bailing out your student loans first of all you sign a contract to pay back your student loans and that's what you're supposed to I did that I did that I was very happy the day I was able to shred that paper that final release from student loans my my folks saved and scrimped and put together a lot of money so they could send their three children to college. Now, it was still expensive, but now it's just, it's, I don't know how, I don't know that they could have done it in today's world. But, uh, my dad, my dad came from the rocks of Southwest Missouri down here, right? I, I've told you long story short, he was born and raised on a small farm just outside Lockwood, Missouri, one mile north of town. And, uh, they, it was a hard Scrabble existence, as you all know, as all you farmers know who are listening this morning. I spent, I spent countless hours on that farm in uh, throughout my entire life. I started going down there, I don't know, when I was two or three years old probably, maybe even younger than that. I just, that's just what I remember. And then when I was older, I got to go down with dad and we got to work. I mean, when I got a, a taste of farming for, you know, four days at a time, well, every other month or so, my dad would go down every single month. Uh, every single month, my dad would go down and spend four days with his brother, Alan, and they would do everything you need to do on a cattle ranch, cattle farm you got to fix fence, you got to brush hog, you got to clean the fields out, you got to, you know, there's just a million things to do. I was brought down as the hired help. Well, maybe not the hired help. I was just brought down as the help. (laughs) And uh, I participated in this um, during my 20s and 30s, up to the point where I think I went down with my father frequently, at least once every other month or so, and it was it was good practice for early morning radio because we were up before the sun, right? Up before the sun and we'd come back in as the sun was was fading. Man, after those four days working on that farm in Lockwood, which I did more times than I can remember, I was I had a tired that I'd never experienced. And I was a lot younger back then. That's an exhaustion, man. I all all hail, all you farmers. I, I I've had a small experience with your lives and I know how hard it is. Leftists, they think that the food just, just pops up in the grocery store. They have no idea where it comes from. Anyway, um, how did I get onto that? Oh, yeah. So my folks, my, my dad, my dad, that's where my dad came from. He became a successful veterinarian, but he was a small business owner, right? He was a small business owner. Just outside Eureka, Missouri, a little town called Pacific, Missouri, also on Interstate. I've spent most of my life on Interstate 44 here. <laughs> Sorry. I live in Eureka, my father's business in Pacific. Um, I have a little office in Eureka by the way as well. So Eureka, Pacific, all the way down 44, Springfield. Here we are. My life has been life is a highway. Yeah, that is for sure. I live that literally. Um, so my folks Scrimped and saved. I don't know if they could do it in this day and age because it's so ridiculously expensive. I took on loans for law school, and I had, you know, I I guess if somebody would have walked up to me and given me a blank check, I guess I would have taken it if it was a gift. But I had no expectation that the there was the government was going to swoop in. Oh yeah, you know all that money you owe, we're just going to wipe that slate clean. I would have felt guilty about it. That's ridiculous. And so now that's what Joe Biden was going to do. All that does is. Shift the burden to the rest of us who have already paid off all of our loans. It doesn't just—it doesn't just magically disappear, courtesy of the money tree. It's really insane. All right, hey, before we get to a break here, uh, Cass, I think I have enough time to play this. I want to set this up because we're going to talk about this quite a bit in the next hour. Here is Sky News's Tobias Elwood, Cass number five, explaining the backstory of this Wagner rebellion. He's—he's he's focusing on the rebellion leader that we're going to talk about in the next segment, and then we'll get to a break.
7: Yeah, I mean, an incredible character, how he's risen up the ranks. He spent a lot of time in prison. He was a petty criminal. He was in prison for about nine years. He ended up working for Putin as a a chef in the restaurant business and so on. But what Putin likes, as most dictators do, is that loyalty and that friendship. They were very, very close indeed. So he created a little security force and was able to do, as I say, Putin's dirty work around the country, gained more and more finances to to do that, but then went and recruited people from the prisons and so forth. But they were barbaric, as you've been describing as well. Very different to the rest of the uh, army that has a more, cons- you know, constructive approach, the conscript me- mechanisms. This was done with people who then bought in to Prigozhin because he did seem to be this uh, infallible uh, leader. And they did the dirty work as well in, uh, in Ukraine. They were going into places like Bakhmut and places like that because they're better equipped, better trained and so forth, better motivated. But how uh, fascinating this is. Now, to see this construct that Putin built now turn on on him directly.
4: Hmm. Interesting stuff indeed. Yeah, we'll continue to unpack that throughout the rest of the morning because suddenly the rebellion wasn't won. Why did that happen? What, there's a lot, you know, in the space of 24 hours, while you may not have even been paying attention over the weekend, There was a rebellion that was going to topple Putin, and then it disappeared. And Prigozhin, I think that's how you say his name. I'll have to look that up. I got to dust off my Russian. He's walking away to Belarus, $6 billion richer, courtesy of Volodymyr Zelensky and Ukraine. Yeah. Once again, I think the American taxpayers paid for all of it. All right. We're going to get to a break here. When we come back, Tim's top three, part two. Virginia Crudeau with The Daily Wire and more. And next, 93.3 AM, 560 KWTO.
0: important to you stay informed it's on kwto
9: don't use a smoke and mirrors game in washington and act like you're saving things because we are not the only people happy with this bill
6: are
0: china which is buying up our debt and then Biden the administration which being proven to be corrupt and, and compromised news analysis and opinion
11: restoring sanity means we can't have every major institution in our country three,
0: three and a.m. 516 hey, that was the old regime who's going to go to jail for this kwto
9: It's time for
2: Team's top three.
3: Ha ha, Tiny
4: Timmy, away! One. Well, there's nothing. Excuse me. There's nothing that Republicans love more, according to the Missouri Scout this morning, than to boost their conservative credentials than by getting whacked by the liberal media elite. Well, Andrew Bailey now has that badge of honor. He got targeted in the Sunday KC Star as a hard right conservative. He's going, oh, praise Jesus, thank God almighty. I couldn't have asked for anything more. And not to be outdone, Will Scharf, who is a candidate for attorney general, was on Life, Liberty, and Levin both of these fellows I truly believe are freedom fighters. Neither with with neither of them can we go wrong. We'll see what time tells uh, as we roll through the 2024 election cycle. How about we do number 2? Well, <laughs> wasn't this an interesting little father and son trip right after all of the massive backlash from the Hunter Biden text messages that came out last week showing that yes he was very much that Joe was very much involved in the Hunter in the in the family business they headed off to Camp David did they have business to discuss hmm very interesting indeed and how about we do number 3 hold the polls are in the results showing that support for Donald Trump has clearly shifted in what way I'll tell you in just a second Since the indictment on federal charges, Congressman Billy Long telling us that the Faith and Freedom Coalition was a packed house this weekend in lovely Washington, D.C., such as it is. And Donald Trump was there. He gave the keynote address. All of that and more part of this hour straight ahead here at 93.3 AM, 560 KWTO. That's Tim's Top 3 Part 2 here at 7.09 a.m. in the heartland. I.O. Silver! Don't ever do that again. Sorry. You know, one of the things uh, <clears throat> one of the things that um, I could have mentioned in all my top threes today is the fact that we survived this last weekend and we're still all here on the planet Earth. Do you know that?
1: Oh, yeah, because yeah. uh, Greta Thunberg yeah. predicted we were all going to die.
4: Yes. Last week, the Earth was supposed to end. Do you guys, do you all know that? Has I, miss- the Earth yes. ended? I didn't yes. get the memo on that. Is the, is the Earth ended where, where where you all are out there in listener Land? Anybody has anybody's Earth ended in maybe Nixa or uh, or Marshfield or maybe down towards um towards uh, Lamar and Lockwood? Uh, Joplin is, is, is Joplin still with us? Joplin you know still what? with
1: I, us. It's sunny. Good. And sunny and seventy something outside right now. So okay, I, I think we're doing okay. That's good.
4: I think the Ozarks are still here. Uh the lake the lake of the Ozarks, they're still here. I was there uh over the weekend. Uh spoke to you all on Friday from there from the Missouri Association of Fire Protection Districts conference. Made it all the way back safely to Eureka. I think we're all still here. I think we're all good. Yeah, folks. Um somebody, you know what? And you got to start. We have to start doing this because these predictions come all the time, right? All the time. AO, AOC. Cast, I think AOC told us when she entered office, like they all seem to do it when they enter enter office, right? So all the lunatic left. They they get elected, and then as part, it, it seems like it must be on their little um their little flashcards that they're given. Oh yes, make end of world prediction, and they all like make an end of world prediction, like four, five, six, seven, ten years out. Well, nobody cares. Number number one, we all know that's just poppycock. Number two, nobody cares. But you know what? I think it's important that we call them out. So somebody dug up the Greta Thunberg tweet from five years ago. And she basically was like, we're all going to, the earth is going to implode in a fiery ball of toxicity. It may be, it may, it may be male toxicity, but it's going to implode. What do they call it? Ma- Masculine. What do they call it?
1: Mm, toxic masculinity.
4: <laughs> That's it. Toxic. I had the words backward. Toxic masculinity. You got it. So we're all going to implode in a fireball of something or other and someone found that tweet from 5 years ago and and she got pilloried on social media last week and i don't think cash you love to play this sound all the time i don't think we heard anything except the sounds of the insects in response there was zero response from anybody yes that's all we heard on the left i mean did anybody on msnbc nbc did they did they say well You know, the earth didn't end last week, but it may end this week or the week ahead if we don't do something about the global warming, right, (laughs) or the climate change. So Uh. none of them are held accountable, right? They send out these tweets. They get everybody all riled up. They make billions of – Al Gore, when Al Gore left office – See, he made his money after he left office, unlike Joe Biden. Joe Biden likes to, uh, likes to, uh, make it de- while he's in office. He likes to commit extortion and blackmail while he's in office. After Al Gore left office, he created an entire industry around himself, right? Of climate change. Well, he called it global warming because that was still fashionable back in the day. So it was global warming. Al Gore has become a multi-millionaire on the backs of everyone who is stupid enough to believe that at any given moment, the earth is going to explode into a fiery fireball. Now, on the other hand, <clears throat> do I care about the planet deeply, deeply? My wife will tell you that sometimes I even carry it to an extreme. Like if I um, if I like find critters inside the house, I like catch and release them back into the wild. I don't squash them, you know?
1: Like spiders? Yeah. Are you serious? Well,
4: spiders sometimes they have to suffer their end. But like regular normal bugs, Cass like beetles and stuff i'll capture and release them back into the wild i've lost
1: at least 20 percent of my respect for you
4: (laughs) (laughs) so that just shows you that we but see but see cass i didn't make you do it i didn't make my neighbor do it i didn't tax somebody to do it it should be your choice and you should everyone should do something to save the planet so to speak okay like for instance Start with not throwing your trash in your front lawn, okay? I think all of us have gotten to the Pour point we know. Or out your no, car door
1: window. <laughs>
4: or out. That bugs me beyond belief. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the liberals, Cass, who are trashing our highways. I really do. Because liberals, look at liberals. They they, they they preach about everything else, but they look like crap, number one. most liberals, Like, you look at that Dr. Hotez guy who uh, RFK Jr. wants to debate. RFK Jr., I didn't. Did you realize that RFK Jr. is so buff? Did you see those pictures of him over the weekend working out? I don't observe RFK Jr. working out. The dude, <laughs> the dude is almost 70 years old and he is ripped. Okay. Meanwhile, this Hotez guy, Hortez, Hotez, Hontez, I don't even know his name. This guy looks like a slob who eats nothing but, um, but Mr. Good bars and drinks giant slushies every day. I mean, like so John all Peterman. these people that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All these people that want to preach at you generally don't care, take care of themselves or the planet. When would, next time some lunatic asks you about what you're done about climate change, ask them the last time they went out and picked up trash on the side of the highway. OK, I've done that. I've done that as part of as, as, as community drive stuff. So you will find that conservatives are the best conservationists on the planet. We really are. Ducks Unlimited. You all know Ducks Unlimited. That is I'm sure some liberals belong to it. But that is basically run by conservatives, right? We believe in protecting Mother We just don't believe in the hyperbolic hysteria of the climate change cult, which is nothing more than designed to enter us into a new world order and to make a couple of people really, really super rich while doing nothing for Mother Earth. I have no idea how I got off on that tangent, but I did. Um, I need to tell you about the results in on this poll. How have the multiple indictments of Donald Trump affected Donald Trump. I'll tell you all that at 735. But in the meantime, we do have to take a break here because Don Luzierder needs to deliver the traffic to you. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Virginia Cruda about this very bizarre situation that happened over the weekend. The rise and fall of the Wagner Group. And they're laughing all the way to the bank. All that straight ahead. 93.3 and 560 KBT.
0: Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center.
5: Overall looking good around the uh, streets of Springfield this morning. I'm looking at the traffic cameras now at I-44 and Highway 65. Also I-44 near Glenstone. And uh, pretty heavy traffic volume, uh, both east and
0: westbound there uh, on I-44. The illegal aliens have been released into our communities. 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. Just a young girl. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass and anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO.
11: Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer, take a number. I was lightning before
7: the thunder.
6: Thunder.
0: Lightning
4: and the thunder, thunder Today's been declared a non-working day in Russia's capital, but working hard across the world are politicians and intelligence chiefs trying to assess the impact of the last few days. The man Wagner mercenaries demanded be removed is shown today visiting troops in Ukraine. We can't be sure when the images of Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu were filmed, but it's a clear attempt at a business-as-usual message from the Kremlin. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, though, among those warning this weekend's turmoil could take months to play out jonathan savage fox news very interesting development over the weekend let's talk to our next guest about that and so much more And I couldn't think of anyone better to talk to. Virginia Kruda, she's with The Daily Wire now. Helped so many people make their lives better. No pressure,
12: Virginia, just be amazing. She wants Democrats in Congress to have their cake and eat it too. They want the policy, and then they can blame the White House if it goes south and get reelected.
9: And so it just shows you that, that, that freedom works and look, people vote with their feet.
6: Ben Shapiro is a blunt and dauntless man. If you told me I had to smile or you'd shoot my
12: grandma, I'd do it too.
4: As she does on Monday mornings to get us rocking and rolling, Virginia Cruda of the Daily Wire joins us once again at VA Cruda. Cruda with a K at Real Daily Wire. Dailywire dot com. Virginia, good morning to you, Virginia. Many folks may have missed this entire situation that we're now just seeing many folks waking up here on a Monday morning and seeing just the aftermath of it. Well, Virginia, for about five minutes there, there was going to be a coup and Moscow was going to be overrun by the Wagner Group, or so said CNN. Uh, And then it all just kind of dissipated and disappeared. Virginia, tell us all about what we need to know about this.
12: Well, you know, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to all of this, but what I think the important thing, and a lot of people noted this on the Sunday shows yesterday and in a few um, in a few articles that I read, um, what's important here is that there are cracks in the Russian facade. You know, we whether or not we believe that they, you know, we, we saw over the last year or so that maybe the Russian military wasn't as strong as they said they were, because they weren't weren't able to steam over uh steamroll over Ukraine in a couple of days like they originally said they were going to, you know. But now we see kind of a crack in the united front that is all the Russians believe the same thing and they're all going after Ukraine because Apparently, there are Nazis in Ukraine and whatever it was that Putin said that they had to take care of. And uh, you see, the the big deal was that Prigozhin, who is the head of the Wagner group, right? Uh He said the reason that he was going back against Moscow, he said that the defense minister had lied to the Russian people and to Putin about what was going on in Ukraine and that the invasion altogether was a result of these lies. So basically he said this defense minister had gone to Putin and said, Hey, there are Nazis in Ukraine and you really need to, you really need to take care of this because there are also Russian citizens in Ukraine who really would rather just be Russian. And so he's, he's saying that, um, Shoigu, or however you say his name, he, that he is the reason that Putin believed all that, but hmm. that it wasn't true. That's what Prigozhin said. Now, keep in mind, Prigozhin and his men are also responsible for some of the major atrocities that we were hearing right. about out of Ukraine. Right. So they're also a part of this, even though they think it's based on a lie. No. So, Virginia. So there's him- that. Then you throw in the fact that now he is being so so he he mounts this this uh this coup sort of, gets within a hundred miles of Moscow, actually takes over a military intelligence center in uh Rostov, and a hundred miles from Moscow just says, Okay, yeah, we're gonna stop now. And now Virginia he,
4: yeah. Yeah. So okay, Virginia, that ahead. was so weird. And nobody has given a good reason for that other than I have seen some conspiracy theorists and, you know, in today's world, wait five minutes and all the conspiracy theories come true. Given what you just described with the closeness of the relationship between the Wagner group leader and Putin, there are some who are prognosticating that the whole thing may have been a PSYOP and a false flag operation because apparently $6 billion transferred hands in some of this, all of this, and it may have come from Ukraine, and that ended up in the hands of the Wagner Group leader. So was this all about money, perhaps, and it was never meant to be any sort of a mutiny in the first place? It could have been, but let's look at
12: look at the fallout so far. Um, the other thing that came out is that they believe that one of the reasons that they stopped 100 miles from Moscow is that the Kremlin... Was threatening members of the Wagner Group's family, mm. so now and and knowing what we know about Putin, <laughs> this is not outside the realm of possibility that they'd threaten the families of the people who were part of this supposed mutiny, right? Um, and from from the the reporting that's coming out, they're offering basically amnesty to any member of the Wagner group that now signs a um, a commitment paper with the Department of Defense, like, we're not going to do this again kind of thing, wink, wink. Um, so they're supposed to sign these papers, and Prigozhin has been banished to Belarus. So he, he's been exiled. And of course, you've got people on the Sunday shows saying well, he better stay away from open windows because nobody, but nobody believes that his life is not in danger, even though Putin said that they dropped the arrest warrant against him. So, be, so all of this, there was arrest warrant issued for Perkosian, um and but because they gave up 100 miles outside of Moscow, they're saying, okay, well, we're not going to arrest him. In fact, we're going to let him safely travel to Belarus which again nobody really believes they think that it's just going to it's just a matter of time before Putin disappears this guy um but so there's a lot that, that, like I said there's a lot of moving parts but I don't know it could all be about money but I think it might have been an actual attempt at taking some power from Putin but again pergogian's life is certainly in danger the qu- the question really is it, you know when when you're in a situation like that if you if you try to take moscow you got to finish taking moscow you can't stop in the middle and so Pergos- that that's the only reason that i think it's possible that it was a false flag because somebody like pergogian And with the reputation he has, with what he did in Ukraine, he's not going to do it halfway. And he just did this halfway. You don't start a coup unless you're Mm -hmm. ready to finish. You have Mm -hmm. to know ahead of time Putin is going to threaten your family because he's gonna. I mean, this is not new. This is not out of character. This is exactly what anyone like Putin in power would do same thing would happen if you tried this thing in north korea i mean people who send their their uncle to be attacked by dogs and you know this is the kind of thing that putin would do and i i just don't see somebody with wagner's reputation doing this halfway
4: so you know i guess time will tell virginia but um the 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 fallout of all this goes back to what you were saying and that maybe does this potentially portend the beginning of the end of the Ukrainian conflict does does Putin start looking for a diplomatic way out or do we just continue to grind onward
12: you know that's another thing he could he could easily say you know Rather than risk the possibility of another coup- if he, now if he were being pragmatic rather than risk the possibility of another coup, we are going to let well enough alone we'll keep what we've taken in the donbass region and uh and may maybe we'll just we'll just stop there, you know, but I don't know if Putin has that in him.
10: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
12: you know, he <laughs> I don't know if he has it in him to let well enough alone or to back off mm-hmm. without like, because it, it's a it's an expression of weakness if he
4: does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, Virginia, before we go, uh, comment on the bombshell revelations last Friday uh, regarding Hunter Biden and the fact that we may now have proof that. for the big guy met his father and no one else.
12: Oh, well, I think we already knew that. Um, as far as, um, my dad is in the room with me, that the text that he sent here's it. And here's where I'll make the conservatives angry. Is it possible that Hunter Biden was absolutely lying when he said that? Sure. But do Mm -hmm. I think Biden was unaware that he was doing it? No, I think that I mean, he could have been using it as an expression saying, my dad is right here next to me. His dad might have been in the next room. His dad might have been across the state somewhere. But I think he absolutely knew what was going on and was a willing participant in the attempt to shake down this Chinese businessman.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And time will tell on that as that develops as well. Virginia, thanks so much for everything, as always. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks. At va Cruda on Twitter, DailyWire.com. All right, it is 730 here in the Heartland. Time for Don Luzader's local news you need to know. When we come back, we can take your phone calls, 417-866-0933. Missouri State Senator Bob Onder at 745, one year from the Dobbs decision. What does that mean for the pro-life community? and for the rest of america
0: 933 am 560 kwto 933 and am
5: 560 kwto news kwto news time is 7:30 sunshine we're at 65 degrees already in springfield this morning it's going to be uh, sunshine uh, today throughout a high of 88 and then those temperatures will continue to warm as we head into the midweek and late time frame uh, to really even dangerous levels. Uh, we may hit record high temperatures on Thursday and Friday. Highs will reach the lower 100s by the middle of the week and will be almost 15 degrees above normal for this time of the year. During the extreme heat, make sure that you drink plenty of water, avoid strenuous outdoor activities, wear light clothing, and check on family members and neighbors. A man is in custody in Lawrence County after hitting a car and killing two people while being pursued by sheriff's deputies. The highway patrols is the 19-year-old who has been arrested for careless and imprudent driving uh, possession of a controlled substance and driving while impaired was driving a pickup on highway 137 when he ran a red light and slammed into a car at highway 60 killing 53 year old larry brock as well as 63 year old 61 uh, year old lydia shore both from crane missouri and a deadly shooting in springfield it happened sunday evening at a home in the 900 block of north Glen avenue authorities say a man in his 20s uh, dead at the seam there after being shot
0: multiple times. Americans, someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. The oh, when during his speech to the Faith and Freedom Coalition Saturday night,
5: former President Trump said this about his recent indictment by the Department of Justice concerning his withholding of classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago home.
6: I'm being indicted for you, and I believe the you is more than 200 million people that love our country.
5: But Nebraska Republican Congressman Don Bacon pushed back Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press, saying...
6: When the government asks for them back, you give them back, You
5: can't, and if you deny having them, but then you have them, those are crimes. And noted Trump critic and fellow Republican presidential candidate Chris Christie said of Trump
7: on ABC's This Week. Donald Trump says that's for us. I mean, it's it's absurd.
4: Kevin Uretzky, Fox News. 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. Yep, yeah, presidential sweepstakes. Can, can, you believe, can you believe we have a year of this ahead of us? Actually, you know what? We really don't. You know what? Really, don't, folks. <clears throat> this contest, <clears throat> excuse me, by next June 26th, this is going to be over. So if you're wondering, you're, you're, you're probably thinking to yourself, why are we hearing about so much regarding presidential politics when the election is not until November of 2024? Folks, it's because the primaries and the caucuses are literally right around the corner. They're less than six months away. The Iowa caucus is in let's see, I think it's in February. And even though even though the Democrats are gaming, don't you love how the Democrats always game the rules? They they always want to change the rules and game the system. They want to pack the court. They want to eliminate the Electoral College. They want to add states to the union, but not not Republican states. No, they want to make D.C. a state. They want to uh, make uh, Puerto Rico a state only because. If you notice how the Puerto Rico talk is quieted down, that's because a lot of Hispanic Americans, no matter where they live, are tending to realize that the Democratic Party is a disaster and only wants to take them for granted. So the Iowa uh, caucuses will be, why can't I find a date? You know, you would think if you like look for something like the date of the Iowa caucuses, that it would pop right up. But of course it doesn't. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it says, it says the 2024 Iowa Republican presidential caucuses will be held in early 2024. Yeah. Thanks. I know that. Um, this is why the first thing that popped up was Wikipedia. This is why Wikipedia is useless. Uh, let's see. How about the primary and caucus schedule on the presidential calendar? Maybe that has it. Let's see here. Uh, Iowa, here we go. Found it. Monday, January 22nd, are the Iowa caucuses. Tuesday, January 30th, is the New Hampshire primary. So, January. Okay, seven months. In less, in less than seven months, we will have the Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary. After the result of those two contests for Republicans, you are well on your way to selecting your nominee. So if everyone is forget, get November out of your head. We all need to be paying attention. I I hate to tell you, I hate to ruin your summer. We all need to be paying attention now because in less than seven months, that's not a lot of time to run a nationwide election. Three hundred and thirty five odd, some million people, 50 states or if you're Barack Obama, 57 states. Didn't Joe Biden once say like 54 states? They don't know. They don't really care. They states are irrelevant to them. Uh, having the heavy hand of government on them is (laughs) is most relevant. So in less than seven months, we're going to start selecting the next Republican nominee for president. What is that? What, What have the indictments done to Donald Trump throughout all of this? Well, headline this morning on Fox News, been promising you this all morning, I finally got around to it. Trump lead grows following indictment. One factor continues to be thorn in Biden's side with voters, according to a recent poll. The story. Former President Trump continues to lead as the GOP frontrunner after being indicted on federal charges in early June. However, nearly half of GOP voters surveyed are skeptical over whether he should continue to lead the Republican Party. How interesting, according to a new poll. So he's the clear frontrunner, but more more voters are a little skeptical. Hmm. A new NBC poll. You know what, though? Whether he wins by 5% or 50%, he still wins. And right now, I think Trump is still your frontrunner. A new NBC poll shows a majority of Republican voters would vote for Trump in the Republican primary, with 51% listing him as their top choice. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis comes in second with 22%. So maybe more people are looking at, look. The more people you have in the race, uh, Jeff Allen always says to us, one of our consultant extraordinaires, Jeff Allen always says choice kills. What that means is the more choice you have, the more diffuse the choices become, the more more diffuse the electorate becomes, right? Like if we had, if we had, you know, 39 talk show stations here in Springfield, then you'd all have 39 choices instead of just a couple. And so you would be spread out more versus more concentrated. Well, if you have more candidates running for president, then you have more people spread out. But doesn't that even say more about Donald Trump's popularity with all of these people that have now entered the race? Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Fat Chris Christie. Is there anything but a Fat Chris? Is there anything other than a Fat Chris Christie? I don't think so. Um, Boy, is he annoying. Can he just go away? Just tiresome. You know, I'm just kind of done with him. He looks like a big toad. I don't know. Am I being mean, too mean about Chris Christie, Cass? I don't know. Am I? Maybe a little. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of annoying, though, isn't he? He's highly annoying. Why does you he know? think
1: that he can run for president? That's what I want to know. He, like, what has he done he, <laughs> he hates Trump.
4: This is this is the hate Trump campaign. This is all the, this is not good. This is not Chris Christie for president. This is I hate Donald Trump, and therefore I'll be on the debate stage and tell you all about it. You got Tim Scott in the race. You've got DeSantis in the race. You got Mike Pence in the race, right? So you got all these people in the race. And yet, with all those choices, doesn't it just say more about how powerful Trump's base is with 51%? I mean, you can say, oh, but DeSantis is in second. He's trailing by 30%. <laughs> I don't care if he has the lead. Let's say he's only trailing by 15%. That's still called loser. And I like Ron DeSantis. Don't mistake me. For all of you. Who love Ron DeSantis. Maybe some of you love Ron DeSantis. Maybe some of you hate Ron DeSantis. I don't know. I think Ron DeSantis is probably going to be president in 2028. That's just what I think. So maybe get used to it. Um, One interest. Okay, so back to the poll. So 51% still have Trump as their top choice. DeSantis at second, 22. Third place? You guys want to guess who's coming in? So Trump at 51. This is an NBC poll. Trump at 51. DeSantis at 22. Who's coming in third out of all the people I just mentioned? You guys want to take a guess? Cash, you want to take a guess? Who's in third place? And I'll give you a hint. It's at seven percent.
1: Is it Vivek? Nope. Really?
4: Uh Mike Pence. You got it. Yeah. Name ID. Don, yeah. you're right. Name oh, yeah. ID. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Pence has Mike Pence has tons of residual name ID.
1: I'll tell you why. So a lot of, you know. Cla- and I learned this recently. A lot of, you know, the older generation of like farming Republicans, Midwest farming Republicans, who maybe were Democrats years and years and years and years ago, um, like Truman era classical Democrats that turned away from the Democrat Party when everything went crazy in the Jimmy Carter years and everything. They love Mike Pence. They love his book that he just released last year. They love everything about
4: him. That's interesting because Mike Pence is a huge social conservative. He's not. Mike Pence is. Because they
1: are socially uh, conservative. That's the thing. They are. That's
4: why they like him. Yeah. But Mike Pence is a conservative from top to bottom. Economics, everything. But they like him, right, because he comes from Indiana. Right. Faith and values. Yeah. You know, look. Hey, Mike Pence doesn't overly excite me. But if Mike Pence became our president tomorrow, I would be very happy with that. He he was a great governor. I know that was before your time cast, but. (laughs) He was an excellent governor. My grandma read took,
1: his book and loved it.
4: He's a he He would be great. He just he's kind of a kind of like you referenced there. He's kind of a politician from a bygone era, you know, and that's, I think, his biggest stumbling block. But those are the three. Those are the three front runners. Those are your three front runners leading into this first um debate, which is going to be held later this year. So, um, you know, most say. The charges just really aren't affecting them much. They, uh, 64% of Republican voters say that all these indictments and all these investigations are politically motivated. So nearly a super majority of the electorate says it's, says it's politically motivated. And that's why they still support Trump. So that's where it is right now. All right, we'll get back to that later. 745. I do need to take a break because we want to have Bob Onder on here, and he's coming up next. He had to move from 815 because he's got to see patients today. He is a practicing doc. So we're going to have Dr. Bob Onder, former Missouri State Senator, next talk about Dobbs one year later after Don Luzader's traffic you need to know 93 3 AM 560 KWTO. Mm-hmm.
0: From the KWTO Traffic Center. Looking good
5: on your way in on this Monday morning. A reminder that southbound Kimbrew is closing to through traffic between St. Louis Street and Elm Streets in downtown Springfield. That closure actually expected to take place this hour and go through 5 p.m. on Wednesday. This is for City Utilities to complete some utility improvements there. Now, northbound traffic on Kimberoo will stay open. Southbound motorists, though, are advised to follow the... One, you better be there.
0: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Join me weeknights from 9 to midnight on KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Yeah,
8: Reps for Republican Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis say he will announce his presidential campaign's border policy at an event in Eagle Pass, Texas, after participating in a ride-along tour along the southern border. DeSantis, who has faced heat from Democrats and some Republicans over his decision to fly migrants to blue states like California and Massachusetts, has been a vocal critic of President Biden's border policies. A campaign spokesman for the governor saying in a statement, DeSantis will secure the border once and for all, adding there will be no excuses. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News.
4: Welcome back to 93.3 and 560 KWTO. Let's bring on our next guest to talk about uh, immigration, abortion and many other things. He is former Missouri State Senator Bob Onder at Bob Onder Mo on Twitter Senator, before we get to um, the one-year anniversary of the Dobbs decision, you know, Bob, you were one of the leading advocates for immigration reform when you and I first entered the House back in the heydays of 2007. And, boy, were you called a xenophobe and a racist and a nativist back then. You were 1,000% correct, weren't you, Bob?
9: Well, yes, Sam. Thank you for having me back. Well, uh, yeah, that was really um, a... uh, a huge issue. Uh, immigration was a huge issue. Uh, back when I ran and you were running at the same time, um, for state rep in 2006. Um, and the reason was that a contractor using Missouri taxpayer dollars in my very state rep district was busted, uh, uh, paying illegal aliens off the books, cash, Um, by the O'Fallon Police Department. Um, And uh, it was funny back then, talk about a bipartisan issue, when I would knock on doors, whether it would be uh, a a door of a conservative Republican or of a uh, Democrat-leaning union member, I would be asked over and over again, what are you going to do about illegal immigration? So I, I did a little research and realized, well, the states could do quite a bit. We could outlaw sanctuary cities. We we could require that police cooperate with uh, with the immigration authorities. You know, the opposite of what's going on in many of our blue cities today. And uh, we can, you know, we could require uh, require contractors to uh, check the immigration status using eVerify of their of their workers. So we had a big impact in Missouri uh, back in '08. We were we were securing the border before securing the border was cool.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we were indeed. Bob, I want to shift now to a momentous anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the Dobbs decision. Bob, this was after 50 years. First of all, Bob, let's start with the fact that Roe v. Wade, and I, I hate the fact we have to go back and underline and highlight and remind the left yeah, of this, yeah. but they 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 never want to admit that the Roe v. Wade decision, Bob, was one of the worst decided opinions ever in Supreme Court history, and even, even though she may not agree with us as to the whys, Or as to the hows, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg agreed that Roe v. Wade was a horribly, deeply flawed, kind of imaginarily constructed uh, 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 decision, wasn't it? It was a bad legal decision that should have been reversed 49 years ago.
9: Well, there's no question that Roe v. Wade made out of whole cloth um, a, a new right that just did not exist anywhere. In the Constitution, and in fact, it was a right that defined um, a right to kill a class of our fellow human beings—the unborn, unborn children. Um, So it was a horrible decision. Uh, It will go down with Plessy versus Ferguson, Dred Scott, Korematsu v. U.S., Buck versus Bell, as just um, horribly inhumane decisions, and also decisions that subverted the process by which we ordinarily make important decisions in a constitutional republic. You know, it's funny. I don't know about you, Tim, but some of the uh, social media trolls right now are going after me. Let us vote on abortion. Let us vote on abortion. Well, for 50 years, you didn't say that (laughs) 50 years. You said democratic process be damned. We have a right to abortion and that's all there is to it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Roe was a terrible decision jobs was undoubtedly correctly decided and uh, you know one year ago was a big day for the right to life in in our country
4: hmm So, Bob, uh, as you referenced there, uh, now uh, there, there's more work to be done, right? We don't just say, okay, mission accomplished. You know, now now the real work begins. Roe v. Wade should never have been the law of the land. It never should have taken the decision away from the states. Bob, we're now in a a, a culture war like we've never seen before. It seems like everything – it seems like everything about our politics is related to our culture and proving the old adage true that politics is downstream from culture – we really have to convince our younger generations to turn away from this culture of death and bizarro land. Now we've got the transgender cult out there trying to chemically castrate and mutilate children. We've got them trying to teach pornography uh in our schools and com- and convince every little child that they're either an oppressor or they're oppressed. Bob uh th- if we're not going to value life in our society, then the state will eventually uh will, will eventually uh, it'll it'll cease its existence, right? If the left has their ultimate goals here.
9: Well, this is absolutely true, Tim. Uh, why are cultural issues, uh, social issues important? They're they're important because the family is the building block of society, and all of these uh, dis- issues you you know, mentioned uh, they have in common an attack on the family, and really an attack on our identity as human beings, an uh, attack on our right to life in the form of abortion, attack on the idea that God made us male or female in the part of this uh, gender ideology, even an attack on the idea that our children ought to be kept innocent and protected from perversity, as I can't think of a better word, for as long as possible. Um, it, it, the, the, you know, really, these issues are important. Um, you know, I know there are, you know, liberal Republicans who say, oh, don't get don't get obsessed with the social issues. Let's move on to talking about economic development tax credits or something. Um, but no, they're coming after our kids. They're coming after our families. They're coming after our country. And if we don't fight back, we will lose our country. Um, you know, if you and I are both students of history, Tim, all great civilizations have 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 fallen: Babylon, Rome, Greece. Um, you know, they're, 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 it's it's time of the British Empire, the Spanish Empire, all of the all of those societies. They lost their, their moral fiber and their social fabric before they started losing, um, losing battles and losing wars, um, you know, in violent conflict. Um, mm-hmm. and, and in the case of Rome, anyway, the, the, the uh, illegal immigration was a, a dramatic factor in, uh, in the fall of that civilization. So, no, if we care about our country, if we love our country, if we believe our country is exceptional, we have to fight back on these issues.
4: Mm, we absolutely do indeed. And I know you will be at the forefront of that. Bob, we got uh, we got about a couple minutes left. We got to keep our eyes on what the next uh, prize is going to be here in the state of Missouri. The left is going to try to run an initiative petition. They'll cloak it in all absolutely. kinds of wonderful phraseology. But what they're really seeking, Bob, is to continue their extreme culture of death. It seems to be the only message that they have for Missourians and Americans, right?
9: They want to put in the Missouri Constitution the right to kill unborn children, plain and simple, and we've got to fight back. They'll come, back, come at us with a lot of money, and because of our, our legislature's uh, inability to act, their unwillingness to act, it will just take a simple majority vote, uh, you know, funded by, by mi- millions and millions of dollars of progressive money uh, to uh, put the right to kill babies in our Constitution. We cannot let that happen. And
4: could not agree more. Missouri State Senator Bob Onder, former Missouri State Senator Bob Onder, our guest here this morning at Bob Onder on Twitter. Bob, thanks so much for joining us. We always appreciate your insight and analysis, and we'll love to have you back on again soon. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, anytime. All right, 7.57, nearly 7.58 in the heartline. My goodness, three hours, three and a, or two and a half hours of the show, nearly in the can. When we come back, we got the very busy and exciting 8 o'clock hour. We'll kick things off with Tim's Top 3, Part 3, at around 8.05. Then we'll open up the phone lines for a couple segments and have the morning dump at 8.45. All that more straight. i got to tell you about all the when we return here at 93.3 AM560 KWTO. News, analysis, opinion. Indicting a former
0: president of the United States. The Democrats tried to impeach him before he ever even took office over Russian collusion. This is KWTO. Democrats risk a backlash from this. Don't bring a case like this against the former president on a petty allegation.
1: Demonstrators battling with law enforcement officers as they attempted to breach the building.
0: 93. 93- <laughs> Joe Biden doesn't have a plan. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO.
9: It's time for Team's Top Three.
3: Ha ha, Timmy! Away! One!
4: Well, red states continue to rock while blue states continue to blow it. Yep, I've got the proof in the pudding here. Let me get to this in just a second here. Uh, actually, here we go. Yes, uh, red state, red state employment leaves blue states in the dust. This is just from now, from a week ago. It's been nearly three and a half years since COVID hit and the catastrophic lockdowns paralyzed the economy in most blue states. The lingering effects are still being felt there. Yeah, folks, left wing lunacy, especially when it's put on steroids like places in California, Illinois. You really see you really see the disastrous consequences. And back during COVID, when the, when, the, uh, when the lockdown lords were allowed to do exactly what they wanted, you saw what will happen to the country if left-wing lunacy ever governed all of the land. It would be a disaster for all of us. Thank goodness we still have 50 states in the 50 laboratories of democracy. Let's do number two. <clears throat> Putin's defense chief throws curveball... After Russian warlord demanded he be ousted, Russian defense minister Sergei Shugo, which Virginia Kruda talked about when we had her on at 715, seen in public for the first time since mercenaries demanded his removal. Shugo was seen inspecting troops in Ukraine in a video released by the Russian defense ministry on Monday. Time will tell as to what is going to happen on that story, and we'll continue to monitor it here indeed. And how about we do number three? presidential polling i got lots of it for you here this morning included the nbc poll we talked about earlier this morning trump doubles his lead on desantis ron desantis not having the best rollout over the last couple weeks i don't exactly know why i don't i don't know maybe he just doesn't have that it factor we often talk about congressman fake donald's news,
1: fake news fake news fake news
4: what? what's fake? he
1: does have the it factor
4: because well I not according so. not according to voters cast only according to cast and Repre- <laughs> Representative Most Donald's important. Dems are closing ranks against Trump. That's for sure. They don't want to run against him. Donald Trump saying our nation is teetering on the edge of tyranny. How can you not agree with that? All that and more. And, you know, let's just point out one thing. While Joe Biden was in the White House over the last two times he was in the White House as vice president and then as president, the Russians invaded Ukraine. When Donald Trump was in the White House, they went any they went nowhere near it. And that's Tim's top three for a Monday, top three part three, for a Monday, June 26, twenty three,
8: eight ten AM in
2: the heart. Line. I owe silver! Away! Don't ever do
4: that again. Sorry. All right, fake let's news. look at the uh It's not fake
8: news. Fake <laughs> he news.
4: better <clears throat> He better do better in the next few months than he has over the last few weeks, that's for sure.
8: He will. I declare it so. <laughs>
4: That's a very good uh,
5: impersonation, cast.
8: I think he's a weak governor. Yes. He's the he's the weakest governor ever. There's a picture of weak governors, and the weakest governor is Ron DeSantis. He's weak. He doesn't have it. <laughs> True.
5: <laughs> you guys are great. I could listen to
4: that all morning. <laughs> Election twenty twenty four. Let's let's look at some of the fun ones. So, and look, hey, I like Ron DeSantis. I really do, and I think he may be the guy. In the near future, I just don't know that he's gonna be able to pull it off this time around. Well, while, while, you know, while Donald Trump, while Donald Trump is still in the room, it's tough to get Donald Trump out of the room. Okay, let's just admit that. All right. <clears throat> in the last three polls, Joe Biden and folks, look, folks, this is going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth over the next many months, over the next year, okay? Biden is leading in the last three polls that were taken. Now, these are just post indictment. Let's remember, too. Donald Trump, every time an indictment comes out, the weight of the world comes down upon him. And you're basically told that he's a redheaded stepchild who wants to assault your children. No, that would be the left. The left wants to assault your children. The left wants to uh, wants to completely destroy your children. They want to mutilate your children, chemically castrate your children, indoctrinate your children, not educate your children. So, you know, every time every time something happens. Uh, negatively regarding Donald Trump, you then hear about it for the next three weeks and you hear about it ad nauseum. So it's no wonder that the polls have shifted back towards Joe Biden, but just barely, just barely. You would think, wouldn't you think that with the onslaught of negative coverage and no one denies that it is an onslaught of negative coverage. Now the left would say, well, he deserves the negative coverage. Okay, whatever. It's negative coverage, right? It's nonstop negative coverage. With Joe Biden, it's either no coverage—that's their favorite thing to do with Joe Biden these days—just do, just do no coverage, or it's positive to maybe slightly skeptical coverage. That's the best you're going to get. So, given all that, Donald Trump's got to be feeling if, if let's let's just assume hypothetically, for the sake of this discussion only, that Donald Trump is the eventual nominee, <laughs> and I'll look at some Desantis polls here in a second too. But if it's if it's Donald Trump he's got to be feeling good about the fact that two weeks after arguably one of the worst weeks of his life where you know he gets indicted twice New York City and then in Florida the worst poll I can find is Joe Biden is leading him by four points after all of that they have thrown everything and the kitchen sink at him and the only thing they could get was a plus four Biden poll well within the margin of error, courtesy of NBC News and Yahoo News. Emerson has Biden only at one point. That's a statistical dead heat. Now, these are national polls, right? I don't know that they've started polling the states yet. I'd have to dig a little deeper and try to find some of those. So, look, I knew... I knew that the indictments would have a negative effect on Trump, and they have. But to only have a margin of error negative effect, that's all they got out of it? They're going to have to come up with – don't worry, they will. They're going to have to come up with something else. I'm sure they will come up with something else, and we'll have to see what that's going to be. But they continue to just hammer him, and all they can get is plus four Biden because nobody wants Biden. You know – we can sit here and Cass and I can, can, uh, can playfully have fun with who we like better, Trump or DeSantis. But let's be honest, at least we have a bench. At least we have a bench to argue about. We can talk about Trump. We can talk about DeSantis. We can talk about Mike Pence. We can talk about Tim Scott. We can talk about Vivek Ramaswamy and so many others. I would be happy with any of those folks as president. I wouldn't be too excited about a Chris Christie presidency. I think he's just a buffoon. He's kind of just I would
1: be zero percent excited about a Chris Christie yeah. presidency. It's never going to happen though, so I
4: don't he's think he's just we a have to goober about it. He's just become a big he's become a caricature of himself. You know, he's just kind of a goober. <laughs> uh, but every, right? That's a good word, right? But everybody else I've mentioned. Umar Bile. <laughs> that's right. It would would be great. On the other side of the fence, who you got? Who you got? You've got Joe Biden, dementia Joe. Who, I mean, come on, folks. The guy, Joe Biden, cannot get through a teleprompter speech. They can, they they put these gigantic, I know you don't see this. I have folks who go to these events that tell me about this. They put these gigantic teleprompters up just off screen. So they're not in the screenshot. So we can't see them at home. They're these huge teleprompters with huge letters. It's like, it's like the teleprompter version of large type, you know, And he can barely get through those. His cadence is horribly halting. He doesn't know where he is on most days. Shut up, boy. Hush up, boy. He snaps at reporters. He can't remember if the queen is alive or dead or not. God save the queen, man. He shakes hands with invisible people. So that's their that's their front runner. Folks, the rest of the bench doesn't get better. If that's their front runner, if that's the best guy that they think they have to take on Donald Trump, then I don't even need to talk about the rest of their bench, which, of course, includes Kamala Harris and greasy Governor uh, Newsom and the rest. Quickly, before we go to break here. Interesting. Ron DeSantis um, not faring as well currently as well against Joe Biden. NBC News poll has them tied. Emerson has Biden up six on DeSantis. Yahoo has Biden up three. So very similar and some would argue maybe worse than Donald Trump. Folks, this is going to be a battle royale. It does not matter if you put up uh, if you put up Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, the man in the moon or Jesus Christ himself. If the good Lord ran as a Republican. The left would try to tear him down and tear him apart. It doesn't matter. It's the fact they have an R after their name. All right, we'll be back with lots more of this discussion. We'd be happy to talk to you. 417-866-0933. 417-866-0933. More interesting polling information and an update on the battle in Ukraine with Russia and this strange mutiny. When we come back at 93.3 AM 560. KWTO. Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center.
5: Well, bright sunshine on your way in on this Monday morning. Certainly uh, pretty heavy traffic volume around the Springfield metro area. I'm looking at the traffic cameras now at the intersection of National and Battlefield. And uh, things are moving pretty smoothly. Traffic has thinned out a little bit there as a lot of people got into work at 8 o'clock. But uh, still a lot of folks on.
0: 9 to 11, weekday mornings. That's really where they want to go. On 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and
7: AM 560
1: KWTO. How much money do you think the Biden family has taken
7: in? I think right now we're looking and we're close from 17 million to 20, 25 million dollars. Um, and frankly, all this is between the time of Joe Biden's last year as vice president until uh, he took was sworn in as president of the United States. One other thing on Hunter Biden He was operating as an unregistered foreign agent. Mm -hmm. They threw Paul Manafort in jail for the same thing for less less. less than what Hunter Biden has been doing as he's gone on every junket, every overseas trip and has been shaking down foreign countries, foreign companies. The WhatsApp uh, message demonstrates that fully.
4: Yep, that's Congressman Byron Donalds, who Cass secured for statewide Lincoln Days back. Boy, Cass, doesn't that seem what was that this year? Was that spring of this year? It was February, right? And
1: he was fantastic. He was. <laughs> doesn't great. that seem like a
4: doesn't that seem like a million years ago?
1: No, I, this well this this year's had a lot in it. Because think about it, <laughs> it that sure was like has. two weeks before my wedding. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because remember <clears throat> the weekend before my wedding, I was driving you all around Kingdom Come to Lincoln Days events too, picking you uh, and Bob Onderup. up.
4: So Congressman Byron Donalds now, I mean, we had, him at the, we had him at the beginning of what we knew was going to be a national type of exposure for him, right? Like you and I and Don, you know, we, we, we played a lot of Donald's clips. We, we knew who he was. I know a lot of people in Southwest Missouri may not have been familiar with him, but he is becoming a household name now. I mean, the guy was nominated as one of the speaker candidates, remember, back during all the, uh, the mm-hmm. rounds of voting. Yeah, And his profile has only increased. So we got him on the way up, Cass. We definitely did. We Good got job, him to yes. come visit us here. And thanks to Congressman Billy Long as well for connecting us uh, with The him. next
1: up-and-coming congressperson is going to be <coughs> Anna Polina Luna, who is from Florida, yes. and she's a freshman, yes. and she's already she, on Fox News all the time.
4: She's a firecracker. She's the one that um, censored. She filed the uh, censor motion against Adam Schiff.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. She did that, and then she's also... Mm-hmm. Um, she was on the Fresh Freedom podcast with our Congressman Eric Burleson several
4: times. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool podcast. If folks want something to listen to in the off hours or over the weekends, uh, Congressman Eric Burleson does a podcast with a bunch of his colleagues, and it's a bunch of the freedom fighters. Uh, they're all people that you all would would uh, love to listen from. And it's called what is it called? It's called the Fresh Fresh, fresh, fresh Freedom. Fre- freedom. Mm-hmm. Fresh Freedom. Yeah, yep. you can get fresh. You can get Fresh Freedom anywhere you get podcasts uh and so we would highly encourage that <laughs> cash you've got this long clip here that i we've been wanting to play uh all morning and so let's go through this now folks we don't usually play clips this long we use most of our clips are like 15 to 30 seconds because we know that you know you just don't want to be you know you know you not number one we do play a lot of the left-wing liberals just so you can see how crazy they are but we also play a lot of donald trump we play a lot of Uh, A lot of Fox News reporters. We play a lot of Congressman Byron Donalds, folks like that. But this one is Donald Trump. He's I I think it's worth that here on a Monday. We not forget what happened last week. What, What we learned last week was that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are abject liars. Right now, you're like, well, Tim, tell me something I didn't know. But now we have the receipts. Now we have the proof. And it was in that text message that Hunter Biden sent. And it's also in the whistleblowers. So the whistleblower testimony was brought back courtesy of Congressman Jason Smith. If I would encourage you, I read through most of Jason's Twitter feed last week, which explained all of the work that the Ways and Means Committee is doing for you. You're not going to see this anywhere else. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. But right here with yours truly on Springfield Radio, um, I went through some of it in St. Louis. You're not going to hear any of it more other than from me <laughs> because this is, this, inf- this is information that just does not get out there. Like, did anybody know before I talked about it last Friday that Jason Smith has done an entire report on the IRS whistleblowers? He, he put it, he encapsulated it in this huge Twitter feed. It's like, it's like 10 or 12 screen caps long. You're not going to see it on NBC News, CNN. You may not even see it on Fox News. They played some of his uh, press conference last week. But I will urge you to read to read that. In the meantime, here's Donald Trump going through that text message. It's a little bit long. It's about a minute, 15 seconds. Uh, But just bear with us because we'll unpack it then on the backside. Cass, let's go to the former president now.
6: Reveal that Crooked Joe sat in a room while his son Hunter messaged a Chinese Communist Party official and said to this Chinese Party official, I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. This is cash he's talking about. Tell the director, and it doesn't get reported in the newspapers. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means right now. It means tonight. You believe this? I didn't know he was that tough. And if I get a call or a text from anyone involved in this, other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, my father, right next to me, Pop, hi Pop, (laughs) and every person he knows, you will regret not following my direction. Now, can you imagine the newspapers not reporting this? Not a word of it in any of them, in any of them mainstream. I'm sitting here waiting for the call, he said, with my father. I'm sitting here with my father waiting for the call. In other words, send us money. Within 10 days, the Bidens got $5.1 million from China for absolutely no reason. They got $5.1 million.
4: There you go. That was President Donald J. Trump taking you back through the text message that we brought to you on, on Friday that is laid out in all its gory detail at uh at, at rep Jason Smith on Twitter. Jason is the my former roommate in Jeff City. He's also the leader of the Ways and Means Committee. This doesn't have to do with just one text message. Folks, the text message is just part of the evidence corroborating everything that Republicans on Capitol Hill have been trying to tell you about the Biden criminal crime family for years now. It's connecting all the dots, okay? Connecting all the dots. Hunter Biden, and by extension, his father, former vice president, former U.S. Senator, current president of the United States, lifelong public servant with two multimillion dollar homes in Delaware, one of them Oceanside on Delaware Beach. Okay. It's how Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the Biden criminal crime family have made all their money. Folks, that's what this is all about. I know you hear. I know you hear. The media keeps these things disconnected and disjointed on purpose. Yeah, there's this uh, investigation of Hunter Biden, something about taxes. Yeah, there's this reference to ten percent, big guy. Yeah, we don't really know what that means. Yeah, yeah, there's this. uh, Yeah, there's this text message, and they don't connect it all together. Oh, there's the laptop. Uh, The laptop's Russian disinformation. You know, wouldn't it be nice? If a Woodward and Bernstein of today, you know, the 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 ones who took down, helped take down Richard Nixon courtesy of Watergate. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an intrepid group of reporters that would take this timeline that we have learned about over the last five, six, seven years, starting with the Hunter Biden laptop. And ending with the text message that we've learned that occurred back in 2017 about the payment that would be made, tied it all together in one continuous narrative. Well, there are those people out there. Miranda Devine with the New York Post is one of them. Congressman Jason Smith of the Ways and Means Committee is another one. And you can read what Joe Biden has been up to, courtesy of his little patsy ancillary. What's this, Cass?
1: While you're talking about our congressman, we have a listener who wants to know what uh, the bleep congressman Blaine Luchdemeier does. Uh And if we have Jason Smith, who's doing great things, et cetera.
4: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Some of our congressmen tend to be a little more front and center than others. Eric Burleson has definitely hit the ground running, I would say. Um, Some of them just happen to be a little bit more, um, let's just say, on the mark, you know.
1: Or we have not Clay all congressmen Bush. are
4: not all congressmen are created equal. Yeah, Blaine Luchtenmeier is not Cory Bush. Thank goodness. So he's not that bad. Of course. No, <clears throat> look, Blaine's Blaine's on the banking committee. And, you know, you know, he might be doing some investigation in this because he's on the banking committee with all these banking records. Uh That's a great point. How about the fact that, you know, how about the banking reports? So these these suspicious activity reports that you've heard about. It is extremely unusual for any of you normal Americans, myself included, to get a suspicious activity report from the federal government, courtesy of some banking transactions that we that we may be doing. It's extremely unusual. If you get one of them in your lifetime, that's extremely unusual. If you get two of them, that's cause for concern. If you get three of them, you probably need to be on high alert. Did you know that the Bidens have gotten over 130 of them? 130 suspicious activity reports. And the media ignores all this because they keep all this compartmentalized. They either don't report on these things or they report on them in silos and they never go back and tie the story together. I think we may need to revisit some of Congressman Jason Smith's uh, Twitter soliloquy on this, which I'll do in the next segment. I've also got some other news for you. Um, You know what? I'll get to this when we come back. I have an interesting story. Cass, do you like Rihanna or is she like too old for you?
1: I mean, I guess I like Rihanna. She's not my favorite. She's kind of weird. She uh at the Super
4: Bowl. There's some news about about her and her company. And I have a very troubling story about Baby Shark bath toys. Baby Shark. All right. All that when we come back. Yes, Cass.
1: I feel like that's all I'm going to be hearing here in about six months. The next yeah, well you're, few years gonna, years of you're my not life. gonna you're not gonna
4: want to buy these toys, Cass, because they're very dangerous. All right, we'll come back with that public service announcement and more, we can take your phone calls 417 8660 933 AM560 KWT.
0: 933 and AM560, KWTO. KWTO
5: News. KWTO news time is 8.31 in Springfield. Sunshine, we're at 69 degrees. Going to be a warm one today, all the way up to 88 degrees this afternoon. Those hot and humid conditions will really start ramping up as we head into the middle to end of this week. We may hit record high temperatures on Thursday and Friday, highs reaching the lower 100s by midweek. Uh, that'll, that'll be almost 15 degrees above normal for this time of the year. Of course, during the extreme heat, several precautions that you need to take, and those include drinking drinking plenty of water. Watch out for heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and know the signs of heat stroke as well. Never leave people or pets in a closed car. Wear light clothing and avoid strenuous activities. And of course, try to find air conditioning. A man's behind bars in Lawrence County after hitting a car and killing two people while being pursued by sheriff's deputies. The highway patrol says the 19-year-old has been arrested for driving while impaired. Possession of a controlled substance and careless and imprudent driving was driving a pickup on Highway 37 when he ran a red light and slammed into the car at Highway 60 killing 53-year-old Larry Brock and 61-year-old Lydia Shorey from Crane. Springfield police investigating a deadly shooting in Northwest Springfield. Authorities say a man in his 20s was found Sunday evening in the 900 block of North Glen with multiple gunshot wounds. Authorities still looking for a suspect. And several dogs have died in a multi-structure fire in Newburgh. Firefighters say the fire... There's no
0: reason for them not to work with us on this investigation. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News director Don Luzader, and producer Cass and Anderson on 933
3: and AM560 KWTO. When my depression works the grave, all of the people I've ghosted death, in the room. I should not be led to my
2: The fact is is that when we had
4: this vote, was it a week ago? It lost the vote to censure Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. The word is, and I don't know because I'm less forced than to speak about what goes on among the Republicans, but the word is Donald Trump forces weighed in
12: and now the vote changed because they're protecting the um, unpatriotic, unscrupulous uh, behavior of Donald Trump.
4: Well, unless you're a lying lunatic, googly-eyed lunatic like Adam Schiff. That's why he got censored. He told us for many years straight, seven years straight, that he had rock-solid, ironclad evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. He never had it. The only thing he had was, what well, we finally got out of, remember we talked to somebody last week about this. They're like, well, the only, thing, the only thing they could think of was this issue regarding the meeting at Trump Tower, which had nothing to do with the Russians. Had not, the Russians were there. It had nothing to do with the campaign. There was no, there was, there was nothing. That was the one he was hanging his hat on. Welcome back to 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. It's Monday, June 26, 2020. A lot of 2020s in there. It's Monday, June 26, 2023, 8.38 in the AM. I cannot believe we're in the last four days of June. We wrap up June this Friday. Saturday is July the 1st. And boy, Don, we probably should make a, a reference or mention of this again. It is gonna feel like summer truly, probably for the first time. I mean, we've had a decent late spring, early yeah. summer so far. But this week, Don, summer is back in full force. Folks need to pay attention to that because it has been so pleasant and yes, nice. Yes, it has. We've and been there, very people aren't going to be used to this heat nope. and humidity this week.
5: No, they're not, Tim. It has been very nice. The humidity has been at a fairly low level really all summer so far. But that's going to change this week, especially middle of the week through the Friday time frame. So Wednesday through Friday, And then it looks like, uh, and Jeff from AccuWeather confirmed this for us this morning, it looks like we may blow away our record highs for this Thursday and Friday. Uh, 100 is our record high on Thursday. 99, Mm. our record high on Friday. Those could go by the wayside as we're looking at temperatures (laughs) into the low 100s. That's 15 degrees above normal for this time of the year.
4: Wow, that's amazing. Hopefully we'll slip back down. Below those, uh, average, average levels, but we will keep you, uh, f- we'll keep you up to date on that. We do deliver to you an extended forecast every morning at 615 right after our 615 break. When we come back from that, we have one of the members of AccuWeather on. Typically it's Jeff, uh, although every once in a while we get a sub in when Jeff is out, but Jeff from AccuWeather is our main man there at AccuWeather.com. And that's who speaks with us around 620 in the AM. Something that you should not be doing. Because not only is it ill-advised, but it's also illegal. I didn't know we had to pass a law on this. Don, no more black bear wrestling. Bear oh, wrestling no. is banned in the state of Missouri. Well. Who is I, wrestling
1: bears? I guess
4: I'm going to have to stop. <clears throat> Apparently people in southern Missouri. Um, the Salem Police Department. I was born in, in Salem. Yeah, right up the road from us. Um Salem is in what? Like the Din County. Kind of in the it's Crawford County. Din County. Yeah. Sort Dent of
1: in the Lebanon area ish.
4: That's where Jason Rolla area is. Ralla from. It's, yeah, it's up just Smith, on the other side of Rolla. I wonder if Congressman Smith wrestled any black bears growing up. <laughs> I uh, the the Salem Police Department in southern Missouri brought up the statute in a Facebook post last month. According to state statute, the offense of bear wrestling is a <laughs> I can't believe what? Is a class, yes, I'm I'm reading. I'm actually reading from a news report. Is a class A misdemeanor if a personal wrestles with a bear, advertises bear wrestling, or collects admission for bear wrestling? Nate Bowersock, that's a name, a black bear biologist with the Missouri Department of Conservation, says, it's kind of wild that we have to tell people that, <laughs> you think? It but is. you know, uh-huh. you know, How things are written in code, any sort of harassment of wildlife, and that includes wrestling them, is definitely not permitted, said Bowersock. People should not be doing that whatsoever. Bowersock said the Missouri's black bear population is growing, so it's not our imagination. The black bear population is growing. And residents are warned that even though they're an exciting part of the state's natural history, they're on our flag. Did Did you know that? They're on our flag. There's two bears on the Missouri state flag you know that? No. Yes, I knew that.
1: Well, maybe I did. I took Missouri history in the third grade.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Avoid them at all costs. Do not feed them. Most of the state's bear population, they don't have a number here. I wish they had a number. I'd love to know like around how many bears are we dealing with. Most of the state's bear population is south of Interstate 44, but as their numbers continue to grow, they begin to inhabit New areas of the state. So there you go. No more bear wrestling. Uh, Cass, Rihanna, the famous weird singer, is stepping down as CEO of her lingerie brand. I didn't know she had a lingerie brand. Did you?
1: If I did, I didn't care.
4: <laughs> okay. And finally, <clears throat> for um, some interesting some some interesting non-political news of the day, 7.5 million. That's a lot. Baby shark bath toys have been recalled. (laughs) El Segundo, California-based toy maker Zuru is recalling 7.5 million baby shark bath toys. What's wrong with them? Oh,
1: I know not what not to put on my baby registry.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The recall comes amid reports of lacerations and puncture wounds in children playing with the toys. Aha. They have hard plastic top fins, which pose injury risks. You know what I've learned? No one thought of that. Yes. So let's put these really sharp, hard, (laughs) uh, uh, basically knife cutting devices on the tops of these baby toys and then sell them. That'll be a good idea.
1: Can I go on a tangent real quick about baby stuff? So since becoming pregnant with my husband, Tyler, and thinking about products and things to register for and all of that, I've learned that people have lost their minds when it comes to babies. The internet is the worst place for a mother to be because anything and everything you do, if you post about it, you're automatically just, Told that you are the worst mother ever you're killing your child i'll be on social media and i'll be on like social media pages for moms and stuff and they'll post a picture of their baby crib and how their baby sleeps at night and then all of these moms will get in these comment sections and be like you're the worst mother ever because that's not safe sleep and they're going to choke and die. And they're going to suffocate in that blanket. You, your baby has to be in the crib by itself with nothing surrounding it. Or if a mom decides to um, not breastfeed or something, oh, you're killing your baby. Don't you know that's so horrible? Or if they do decide to breastfeed, you're just a slave to the patriarchy. Don't you know that you don't have to do that? Blah, 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 blah. No matter what you do as a mother, I have learned that it's always wrong that you will never, no choice is safe as a mother. So the best thing to do is hibernate and not tell anybody what you're doing.
5: Is there any good information that comes from that site?
1: Zero. Well, okay, then stay, because,
5: stay off of it then. That's silly. Well, I mean, it's not
1: one site. It's all of them. It's okay. the entire internet. Oh, okay. It's the entire internet for mothers. Everything is wrong because there's so many trends that moms, you know, you're, you're either too much of a housewife and you're either too much of a... You know, crunchy mom, you know, non-vaxxer, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Or you're the, uh, the extreme opposite and you're just pumping your child full of chemicals and everybody thinks that you're terrible. I- I've not seen one single choice that a mother can make these days that does not result in extreme backlash from the community.
4: Let your kid play in the dirt and eat bugs. Yes. I mean, come on. Dude,
1: you like, you know,
4: we all children. did.
1: I-, I think I was the last generation who was raised to play outside.
4: Because anybody younger than
1: me just put down
4: the video game console and the TikTok and go outside and run around and build forts and don't raise an iPad baby.
1: Don't stick an iPad in front of your baby and think that they're going to turn out with social skills. They're not. They need to learn how to imagine and and you know use their brain to solve problems and all of these things that are not on a screen. They have to use their hands.
4: I literally see little kids, little kids. Little itty bitty kids walking around holding iPads and iPhones. Yes, I'm like they cannot take yeah. take that take that device of the devil away from them. Well, here's the problem, Tim. <laughs> You're gonna have to use that as an adult. Don't ruin their childhood with it.
1: The problem is, is that there have been studies that show that screen time is as addicting as opiates for kids. Yeah, and that, rock. if yeah, you definitely. take them away, if if you let your kid get addicted to screen time, and you try to take it away from them, they will have full meltdown, panic attacks, withdrawal style <laughs> symptoms because they cannot emotionally handle the withdrawal from screen time. There's literally scientific studies that I have looked oh, I at that show how that. addicting it is, and that I agree it's with dangerous. That.
4: It's bad. <laughs> You have to, and we as adults too, we have to force ourselves off of our phones. It's one of the reasons why, um, it's one of the reasons why I love to play golf, you know, despite the fact that my wife thinks it's annoying. Uh, and I, it's one of the reasons why I walk. So when I play golf, not only do I play, I walk and I carry my bag. You know what that forces me to do? It forces me to put the stupid phone away for four hours. I can't do all that at the same time. Now, every once in a while during the round, and because it's so bad, because we're so addicted, I'm like, Oh my God, what if somebody's texting me? Oh my God, what if somebody's sending yeah. me an email? Oh my God, what if... And I'm just like, I have to like force myself, especially on a Saturday or Sunday morning when I know that neither Cass nor Don are reaching out to me or anybody else for that matter. I still have that thing in my head. It is an addiction. And so I urge you, whether it's golf, cycling, running, walking, seeing nature, folks, at some points during your week, you need to put that device away. It's the... You know what we did? You know what we did in the as I grew as I grew up in the 70s, the 80s and the 90s? We lived life. We didn't have these things. Now, these things are incredible devices. I'm a hypocrite, right? Cuz I use this all day long, but it's part of my job, okay? But I and the rest of you all, you got and your kids should not be using them at all. All right? Not until they're at an age where they really need to, like for school or something. But you've got to separate yourself from these devices for several hours during the week, or you will, it's all you will do. Your world will become so small because you'll be on the little, the little juju box here, you know? So, all right. We're going to get to a break. Final break of the morning, 849 in the AM. It's time for the morning dump. We'll have that when we come back. All the things that we may have missed that you need to know after Don Luzader's final final traffic update at 93.3 AM 560. KWTO.
0: Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center.
5: Overall, we're looking pretty good on the streets of Springfield this morning. Uh, we've had very few wrecks around the area. I'm looking at the traffic cameras now at Highway uh, 65 and I-44 and also I-44 in Glenstone. Pretty heavy traffic volume there on 44 still for both
7: grievance
0: instead of a culture of greatness. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. <laughs> Listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 933
1: and AM 560, KWTO. It's time for the, the Morning, Morning
5: Dawn. Dawn.
1: Shall I play it again? Do we double flush today?
10: (laughs) That's
5: going to really drive up
4: the water bill. It really will. Cass, what do you got for the good of the order this morning?
1: Well, I want to talk about something that we haven't covered yet. Apparently, there are North Korean protests going on. And anytime North Korea does anything, it just makes me a little nervous because they're like that They're like that brooding, like evil cousin that doesn't really talk. And when they do talk, though, Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. terrifying. And they're probably like this little demon possessed, like little cousin that you have that everybody ignores because they think that they're harmless and just weird. But they actually could probably like cause real problems. So thousands of North Koreans are marching in anti US rallies. Anti US rallies. For why? Does anybody know? They're accusing the U.S. of pushing the Korean Peninsula to, like, the brink of nuclear war or something.
4: Oh, that should be fun.
1: So while we're all talking about Russia and China, let's not forget the third person in the trio of horrible communists, and that is North yep. Korea.
4: The ac- the uh, axis of evil, the new axis of evil, as uh, George W. Bush coined them back in the day uh don you got a bunch of local news for us to talk about oh oh we have an update on one of the strangest stories that we've reported on this year and that would be the horrible tragic saga of dr john forsyth we have a development yes
5: well the uh the late dr Forsythe family says the doctor's fiance gave birth over the weekend uh he had been engaged Aww. to be married, and uh, Richard Forsyth, who was just recently interviewed about his brother's death on the Elijah Har show here on KWTO, is telling KY3 that the baby was born Sunday morning. This would be Forsyth's ninth child. His other kids are living with his ex-wife out of state. Uh, Forsyth, who was 49 years old, was last heard from in text messages around 7 a.m. on May 21st. He was then reported missing when he failed to show up for a shift that day at Mercy Hospital In Cassville, where he was an emergency room doctor. A number of law enforcement agencies searched uh, the area around a park there in Cassville. And then on May 30th, a kayaker found Forsyth's body in the water near the bank of Beaver Lake in Arkansas. The case remains under investigation. But just a tragic situation for uh, the whole family. And then also, uh, you know, for that fiance who um, thought she was going to be raising this child with, um, uh, with John Forsyth and now is not.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tragic story. Indeed. Uh, and finally, Don, a um, really horrific story coming out of Lawrence County, just down the road here. We had a was this a hit and run? It was a uh, pursuit. Where, oh, that led to a crash two people. Yeah. Ooh, my
5: goodness. Horrible situation there. Well, we had uh, a guy being pursued by Lawrence County deputies, a uh, 19 year old uh, who is now in custody on several charges. But he was being pursued by sheriff's deputies, and uh, he ended up uh, running a red light on Highway 37 at Highway 60, slammed into a car, and killed a 53-year-old, Larry Brock, and 61-year-old Lydia Shorey from Crane. Uh, So again, this 19-year-old is behind bars on charges of uh, in possession of a controlled substance, driving while impaired, and careless and imprudent driving. However, I do have one positive to end on this morning. Oh, good. I want to congratulate uh, all of our friends over at our sister station, 93.9 The Eagle uh, in Columbia. They had their Central Missouri Honor Flight Radiothon on Friday, and they raised $126,678 wow. for the Central Missouri Honor Flight. I believe that's their second highest total. They've been doing their Radiothon for a number of years at uh, at the Eagle, and um, they announced it live on the air Uh, At 6 o'clock, that Honor Flight went for 12 hours. And, uh, of course, the Honor Flight takes veterans on a nonstop day trip to Washington, D.C., where they tour the war memorials at no cost to them. The Central Missouri Honor Flight, by the way, has transported more than 5,000 veterans uh, to Washington since 2009. So a big congratulations to our friends at the Eagle, $126,000 plus. And we want to let you know that we will have our second annual Honor Mm -hmm. Flight of the Ozarks Radiothon coming up on Friday, August the 18th, right here on KWTO, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., and we hope that uh, our listeners here in southwest Missouri will give very generously to this wonderful cause.
4: Absolutely, indeed. Honor flights are awesome. I saw a couple of them when I was in D.C. a few weeks ago. I always see the honor flights roll through. It's always great to see them. I always look for people from Missouri. Uh, The U.S. will be leading to put a bow on the submersible, the the tragic ending to the uh, submersible from last week. The U.S., the U.S. Coast Guard, will be leading the investigation of the Titan submersible along with Canada, France, and the U.K. Hopefully we never have to report on something like that ever again. Uh, What else is in the news today as we wrap up? Pro DeSantis PAC hitting Trump over commuting Detroit mayor's prison sentence. Uh, Republican AGs mount resistance to the Biden administrative overreach. We've done that definitely in Missouri, and they continue to do that as well. The Russian prime minister urges unity for Putin after the aborted mutiny by the Wagner Group and the Biden administration putting lgbt in front of abc's great editorial from the washington examiner. All right, we got to get out of here. My goodness. All right, we sir. You know what this means? We all survived a manic monday together. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Really appreciate everyone who joined the show today and everyone who contributed, everyone who Listened and hit us up. We had a lot of folks hitting us up on uh, social media this morning as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning at five thirty-five out of the gates. The Gary Nolan Show is up next. He's followed by Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, Dan Bongino, the Elijah Har Show, Joe Pags, and Jimmy Fallon. Boxer Cross America. All that is straight ahead here at 93.3 AM, five-sixty KWGO. Have a great Monday, y'all.
0: Tired of the mainstream media? Want a break from the same old liberal talking points? Check out the Elijah Har Show. You're a primary voter in Missouri, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. It's got to be pretty high up on the list of concerns you have. The former speaker of the Missouri House breaks down the news of the day from D.C. to Glenstone. There's two drag shows. Sandwiched between those two drag shows for 15 minutes at the family-friendly activities. The
10: Elijah Har Show.